Hello there, and thank you for listening to this episode. You are in for a treat because my guest is the beautiful, the cuddly, the sensationally bubbly Nathan Hesse. I love this man with my whole soul. He's an amazing actor and an old high school friend who I hadn't seen in eight years before this recording. But we have one of those friendships where no matter how much time has passed, you just pick up right where you left off. I laughed a lot during this talk and even more while listening back to it. Nathan gives some advice on life and acting, and we relive some old funny stories, and we even share some new ones. I think I've set Nathan up pretty well, but real quick, I need to mention a few important things before we start. First, this episode contains some adult themes and a decent amount of curse words. So, if you're sensitive to the F-bomb, this may not be the episode for you. However, I do promise that those bombs are delivered in loving ways from good hearts. Nevertheless, you've been warned. Second, Nathan and I brought up a bunch of old friends whose full names we said aloud. Now, in retrospect, out of respect to their privacy, I decided to edit out most of their last names. So I apologize in advance if the audio sounds a little weird at times when some names are mentioned. Third, this was recorded earlier this year on the day that Kobe Bryant died. Nathan and I found out about his passing during our break, and so a little bit after an hour into this, our conversation takes a different tone for a little while. I decided to leave it in because... Even though the news may be a little bit old at this point, our love for Kobe is forever. Plus, in talking about Kobe, it led to some further reminiscing about that time Nathan and I were on a church league basketball team together, and some good stories come from it. So, if you're a fan of basketball and Kobe, you'll definitely enjoy the last 30 minutes of this episode. And lastly, please let it be known that Nathan's views and opinions expressed herein are those of Nathan and Nathan alone and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Fellini's Pizza. And now... On to the show. Really excited for my guest today, it's Nathan Hesse. Uh, we knew each other back in high school, and uh, he's gone on. He's a, a successful actor, working actor these days. Uh, really great, funny man, and I know that whoever is out there listening is going to really enjoy this episode. Nathan, thank oh, you. Oh, no pressure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm put quotations around the successful. <laughs> well, you've booked a bunch of things, and I, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I, I'm just, I, I'm really happy. Uh, I've been really happy to see your success in that. I, I really, ha I really am because uh, back in high school, you, you didn't know if that was going to be for you, yeah. the, the acting thing, and and me and and, and the rest of our, our guy friends in the group, we were like, dude, Nathan, you, you're amazing at this, man. <laughs> what are you doing? Do get, pursue this, and then you went on to Columbus State, right? Yeah. To do acting. So. When we were in Brookwood, um, I remember there was a moment where I wanted to do both theater and theater education. Um, decided that uh, that was not for me. I don't like teaching people. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so you, you, by theater education, you mean like to, to be able to become a theater teacher? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, you don't I, like teaching people? No, no. I get too frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think I'd be a good director either. Just be like, do better. Like, be better at acting. That's what I would say. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's not for everybody, for sure. Um, but uh, so Mr. Lindahl was the first person that actually, like, kind of inspired me to pursue acting as a career. Really? Mr. Lindahl did? Yes. So it was after... He's I, the man. Yeah. So it was after uh, Christmas Carol, I think, and I was leaving rehearsal one day, and he comes up to me, and he was like, well, you know, Nathan... Uh, do you want to help me? not listening. I'm sorry, Mr. Lindell. This is a terrible impression. He but, actually just friended me on Facebook like, oh two weeks ago, sorry, I think. Mr. So he might listen to this. Who knows? Well, you know, anyways, Nathan, um, you have to, uh, do you want to do this as a you know career? And I was like, I don't know. Well, you should. And now I'm here. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. He was, he was such a good teacher, man. Oh, um, wow. 
I, I don't think we could have asked for any better teachers uh, between he, him and, and Mrs. Lindoff. Yeah, it was it was amazing that that whole high school experience was like almost defined me as a person. Like they, it, yeah, it was crazy. You mean like high school in general or high school theater? High school theater. Yeah, and the people I met. Did, like, did it, that kind of bring you out of your shell? Absolutely. Yeah. I was when I was in ninth and tenth grade, like I was failing classes. I didn't care about school. Um, and it wasn't until that I until I got into the theater that my grades shot up. Hmm. Like it, it kind of everything kind of made sense for me once I started theater. So you kind of found your identity. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And it just in having Brookwood Theater and the Lindalls, they kind of cultivated like what I wanted to do. Hmm. Um, so it was it was awesome. Which was to become a theater actor. Exactly. Yeah. So you went on to Columbus State, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, how was that? What was the experience there? You, you uh, it's a four year school, right? Yeah. Well, so actually, um, after high school, I went to Georgia Perimeter College for uh, oh, right, you did two years. Yeah, I remember seeing yeah. that. And I actually, I think I was able to hone more of my skills there because I was able to get some pretty major roles in these shows that I probably wouldn't have gotten at Columbus State, not off the bat. Yeah, right. You know? um, and I think uh, Georgia Perimeter really cemented that this is what I wanted to do for my life, like for my career. Cool. So um, how long were you there at Georgia Perimeter? Uh, two years. Okay. And yeah. did you end up getting like an associate's? No, I transferred. It just took yeah. your credits? And I should have. I, they, they wanted so badly for me to get an associate's degree. I was like, no, nah, I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> Good man. I don't want to be in Perimeter anymore. So. Yeah. Because I originally I applied to Columbus State University, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't get accepted because oh, okay. I was a shit student in high school. Right, so. yeah. Yeah. So, you so went, I had to get the credits. I you did the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, no, that's cool that you, you had the patience to go and, and hone your craft. Yeah. Um, what kind of uh, roles did you have at Georgia Perimeter? Like, what was your favorite? What was your worst? <laughs> so my favorite role, I was in a show called Copenhagen. Okay. And it's a three-person show. Oh, I love small casts. Yeah. Man. I and, love small oh, casts. It, was, it was a science play. So okay. it, it was about physics. So it was, I was Nils Bohr. Okay, um, yeah. Bohr, uh, that's isn't that is that the Boreatr that's the, the guy with so, pressure? So Nils Bohr and Werner Heisenberg uh-huh. were both like instrumental in developing the nuclear bomb. Oh, with Einstein and Oppenheimer. Yes. Oh, cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't I need so, to brush up my history. <laughs> yeah. So you were so you were Nils Bohr, he was in, Feinstein. And, yeah, he was Werner Heisenberg and Oh then, Heisenberg. And yeah. then yeah. And then there was my wife, uh, Margareta Bohr. Okay. Um it was just three of us. And basically we're in this like purgatory after death talking about like physics talking about life talking it was one of the best plays i've ever been in and i would be in that play in a hot minute again right yeah. wow that's awesome like, if you ever get a chance to see it see it it will blow your mind and it's copenhagen yeah copenhagen's isn't that like a city in, in denmark Europe? yeah denmark yeah mm-hmm. um it, is there a reason for the name like they, the, so yeah they had a so nils bohr and Werner heisenberg they were friends right and they had a very infamous meeting in copenhagen and after that meeting in Copenhagen, they weren't friends anymore. But no oh. one knows what happened in that meeting. So this play actually explores what he thinks happened at that meeting in Copenhagen. Wow, cool. Yeah. That sounds like a really fun play. Yeah. Okay. And so, you've, heard yeah, of, you, you've heard of the show, uh, the play uh, Noises Off? I have Actually, yeah. Anna, uh, Anna Spencer was my guest a couple of nights ago, yeah. and she was talking about it. Um, I think she uh, saw it on Broadway or yeah. something. Um, but yeah, I, I, I personally don't know. Is that the one that involves a bunch of doors? Cause that's what she said. <laughs> yes. Oh, she was right. Okay. So, <laughs> same playwright. Oh, as they're, they're like almost polar opposites in like the tone and the feel of it. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, Michael frame. 
Yeah. And you were in Noises Off? No, I was just Copenhagen. Yeah. Cool. So, um, so Copenhagen was your favorite at Georgia Perimeter. Uh, what what was your least favorite? Did you have a least favorite? It's okay if you didn't. You know, if you enjoyed all of it. Well, was my, probably I was in, I was in a, a Greek tragedy called Medea, spelled M E D E A. Oh my! Tyler Perry's Medea. Yeah, yeah. We actually had a problem with marketing because people pro- came to the shows expecting Tyler Perry's Medea. Oh uh, man! Boy, were they in for a surprise. Hashtag not what you think. Not what you. <laughs> I actually, my character referenced Medea in <laughs> in a show that I just did back in uh, November. Yeah, yeah, it, and and I'm I'm supposed to like say it wrong, and I call it media, and then the guy, <laughs> and the guy next to me corrects me. It was it was it, it kind of felt flat. I, I yeah. that was one of the jokes in the in the play that I, I couldn't I couldn't get to like land. But yeah. Anyway, so I know I know the play because I had to research it because of that. Yeah, she kills her kids, whatever. So right, yeah. yeah. Um, oh man, that was, I was I really was I was only in one scene. Um, oh okay. I just I I was drunk. I don't know. It was it was weird. It was a weird show. Mm. And that was my first show ever at Georgia Perimeter. So way to get your feet wet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So after those two years, you go off to Columbus State. And yep. uh, okay, so tell me about that. Uh, as far were you there for just two years then? Or? Yeah, I was there for um, I want to say two and a half, maybe one and a half. I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't matter. I, don't matter. I graduated. I got a, <laughs> I got a degree. Got yeah. To, so. Yeah, I went there, um, and I got a uh, BFA in theater performance with an emphasis in directing, which I haven't That's used ironic. since then. <laughs> I haven't used that. That was when I – so Columbus State is when I learned that I hated directing. So, <laughs> so I got the degree to learn that I didn't want to do that. Hey, I mean, yeah. there's nothing wrong with trying something out only to find that that's not what you want. It yeah. just You're just eliminating mm-hmm. uh, a process of elimination. Yeah, you get closer to finding what you do want to do. Exactly. So, and I know that I wanted to be in front of the camera or mm-hmm. on the stage. I don't want to be behind the scenes. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm i with you, man. I Like running tech, I, the one time I did tech in high school mm-hmm. I, ever yeah. was uh, in your show when you were Scrooge <laughs> in Christmas Carol. And <laughs> what did you I, do? I did sound. Okay. I, I was in the back, and this was back before, you know, like MP3s and computers were a big thing for tech. Yeah. Um, no, we had like a five-disc changer back there. And so, and I had this whole book of CDs and I had a list of like what number CD and what track on that CD was this sound or this music or whatever. Yeah, dude. And, and it was just me. I had no help. And I actually really enjoyed it because yeah. there were over 100. I want to say it was around 125 sound cues in that show. Oh, my. Dude, it was a lot. And, but they were it, it was doable. Um, either Mr. or Mrs. Lindahl, I can't remember, showed me how to do it, and, you know, how to prepare for the next one. I mean, the five disc changes. So you can, you can get five you know, you could get you get out in a row, and some of the sounds were on the same CDs. Yeah. So all you do is uh, go to the next track. But dude, I actually really enjoyed that. I, I guess, uh, yeah, I'm like you. I, I prefer the lights. I need the fame. I need the uh, attention. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> not. I'm not sorry. I'm an attention I, whore. I'm yeah. Sorry. Right. I'm willing to admit it. But that doesn't mean that tech isn't important, and um, that doesn't mean that people who run tech are like don't deserve to be acknowledged. It's just for me. I would rather be on the stage, but I would also rather be that actor who appreciates the tech and actually thanks them for it. Yeah. You know, not that you're stuck up actor who's like, oh, that's just the techie who's just putting my costume on for me. Yeah. Like, yo, I mean, you couldn't do that on your own, could you? Mm-hmm. You need them to make your performance Do you better. know how to sew something? You don't. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. I actually learned how to sew a button. I, I, yeah. I was proud of myself for that. But um, anyway, yeah, running sound for, for that. And dude, watching you. That's when I knew. I was like, this guy is a fantastic actor. Because I, I watched you every performance, every rehearsal. Wow. I was back there running sound. 
And there would be some times, even though there were so many cues, there would be some times where I would be able to sit back and actually watch, you know, mm-hmm. like kind of towards the end of a scene or the end of a, uh, an act, um, I would be able to sit back because I'm done with my cues. And I was just like, I enjoyed that, man. Wow. I enjoyed that show. It was a good show. I was happy to be a part of it. Wow. I don't think I would have liked it as much if I had someone back there with me. I remember thinking like, dude, this is kind of nice. It's like so dark back here. Yeah. I can do like, literally I can do whatever <laughs> I want. I can just slouch back. I don't have to feel someone else's presence <laughs> you just gotta it chill nice. you know? yeah dude i yeah. gotta chill and just watch a performance yeah yeah so was that your favorite in high school um ooh, ooh, that was one of them but we're we acted together right in rumors. rumors yeah rumors. that was one of my <laughs> the rumors are so All fun right, man. Gonna, i'm gonna tell a story here okay so um <laughs> i don't know if you remember this i don't know if this is gonna get anybody in trouble <laughs> i remember there was one night where we're supposed to be drinking um it's supposed yes. to be i think jack or whiskey or something it's, it was and whiskey it, it was actually whiskey it was supposed to be sweet tea yep that's what and so i took i guess you had spiked the drinks beforehand oh, i was about to ask you do you know who did that because it, it was, it was me. Def- definitely you it was no me. it was definitely you and i just remember being on stage and i mean what i'm like what 17 18 yeah like what is whiskey i don't right. know i don't know like i was I, weird. I was weird back then okay yeah, it's okay <laughs> and, um I take a little swig of it, and I'm like, "Oh, hello! <laughs> this is not this is not sweet tea, <laughs> and this is in the middle of a performance." Wait, you didn't know? No, dude, I I've told this story many times to like theater friends and stuff, and I swear I told you guys, or at least told you the may, girls. You may have, maybe I, mean, I, missed, I just maybe forgot. I, missed, about, I just yeah. didn't realize that, or I'm it was just that powerful. I I thought so. Yeah, I snuck in before <laughs> the show. It was our last show. Okay. Very last show. That's why I did it because it's it. We're seniors. This yeah, is it, man. It, it was know. the it was the senior comedy, so we didn't have anything after that except to you know do our final monologues and graduate. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I, I I showed up like an hour early, which was very rare for me to get early to the to the shows. <laughs> and um and and I brought a, a bottle of Jack, and I we had two. I don't know if you remember, we had two two big vials of the sweet tea yeah. on there. Yep. And so I, I left one alone and then I, the other one I replaced with the Jack Daniels. Yeah. And I told, I thought I did, maybe I'm just remembering it. Maybe I, I'm trying to make, I say that just to make me sound nicer. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I, I, in my memory, I told at least most of the cast like, Hey, just so you know, the one on the right is Jack Daniels. The one on the left sweet tea. If you want to drink, go for it. If not, then it just continue drinking the sweet tea and be fine. Okay. But uh, I'm sorry, dude. That you, so did you end up drinking it? Uh, yeah, like a, a bunch? I yeah, I drank the whole thing. Did you get a little buzz? It was great. Dude, yeah. it was so fun. It just I, I had so much fun in that show. I did like, too, man. Oh. You, uh, so well, on the thing on that, that, that story with the alcohol, um, I remember I was, I was drinking it too, and I'd had maybe like three classes. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, and we were going toward – it was getting towards the end of the show, and we had maybe like 20 or 30 minutes left. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty buzzed at this point. And I'm sitting over on stage uh, left uh, next to Josh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I'm sitting there, and I'm a little buzzed now. And we're sitting on this couch, and this is our final performance. And I remember I just kind of – I sat back, and I just got really existential. And I thought <laughs> – I look over at Josh with, like, these loving, longing, best – you know, best <laughs> this is my best friend eyes, you know. And I'm like – I'm thinking, man – I don't know if I'm ever going to be on stage with this guy again, you know? And like, I'm thinking back to all of the shows we've done, all the mm-hmm. times we've had in theater in class. And I'm like, I'm just soaking it in. Right. I'm like, yeah. it's hitting me that Holy crap, this is it. And I'm lo- and then I look over and I look over at everybody else on the stage and I realize, man, it's been quiet for like 10 seconds and everyone's staring at me and I'm like, Oh shit, it's my line. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
no. Yeah, man. It's so I I oh. I don't remember what the line was or anything, but I, I like it was. I had to search. I was like, okay, what would I say? What, what what do I say around this time? And like, I think it was something to do with like a rope. We had to go get rope or something to tie someone up or something. And so I, I say it, and um and oh my gosh, seeing the relief on like Stephanie's face, and I think Allison wasn't that with us. Seeing their their faces, yeah. like, oh my gosh, he got it finally. Oh, we can it's move all on. coming back to me now. So yeah, you were. Your wife was Cookie. It was played by Janelle, I think. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it was, so I was Gwen Cooper, and then my yeah. wife was Tamara. I think. Yeah, Tamara. She was my neighbor. So more, yeah, mm-hmm. and she and she had like a weird fetish with like crystals, or whatever. Yeah. And so like that I mean, was what a weird interesting. Show. <laughs> I was like, put away the crystals. The entire show. That was my character. Put away the damn crystals. <laughs> that was it. The so Josh was dating Allison, right? mm-hmm. and then Morgan. Morgan. Oh yeah, Morgan Henson. Henson. Yeah, with Stephanie. Okay. Yes. And then there was and, yeah. then, and then there was uh, Alex Bratlin and uh, Matthew Scott who were the cops at the end. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. What a good scene. What a what a good final show to go yeah. out on, dude. That was that was so fun. Um, <laughs> Here's the real question: Did you ever get to perform with Josh again after that? No. Yeah. I I Whoa. thought when I was just saying that to you earlier, I was like, and I remember, I I just realized like, no, I didn't. I don't think Josh went on to do any more acting. No. Um, he's like he's he he married Lindsay mm-hmm. and they're so happy. They they just adopted a, yeah. a baby girl, a beautiful I, I girl. Yeah. yeah, I'm so happy for them. I I don't keep up with Josh. I did call him um like maybe two months ago. Yeah, uh, I called. I was with Charles and we were hanging out. <laughs> we and we, we were just talking about him. We were like, let's Rhodes, call Josh. Rhodes. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He, dude, he lives like he lives like three miles from here. Bring him over. I, I dude, I <laughs> I, sh- I should have told him. That, you're always welcome over here, man, to <laughs> hang out. But yeah, that wasn't even planned for us to live like. Um, Charles was like, Hey man, I saw that you moved recently. Like, Oh, how did you find the apartment? Like he was just asking for, um, advice on like apartment hunting and stuff. Yeah. And I ended up telling him like, this one's great. This is, this is a great place, man. You should come check this place out. And I sent him the website and he's like, actually, I'm going to go here. Uh, me and my girlfriend checked it out. He, he like sent it the next day. And, uh, and I'm like, Whoa, that's just Sandy Springs. Like, where is it? And I looked, I looked at the address. And I was like, dude, that's like three <laughs> miles from me, man. So yeah, I see Charles uh, at least once or twice a week. He's a, he's a stand up comedian now, right? Or he's, he's working on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's, uh, he read some of his jokes to me. He's got it, man. He's yeah. got it. He just needs to keep getting out to the clubs and, that's awesome. and performing. Yeah. I know that you demand Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> well, back to, so back to Josh. Now. Yeah. 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 So, Originally, I was planning on going to Columbus State University, right? And my plan yeah. was I was going to be roommates with Josh Ben and Perry. That is an all-star freaking group like, right I would have, I probably wouldn't have gotten any work done. Cause no. Because just would have been partying all the time. Yeah. Um, so it turns out that uh, so Josh and Ben got accepted to Columbus State. I think Perry did too. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know if Perry – I'm trying to remember if Perry actually went to Columbus State for one semester – or didn't, because I know that Josh, at least Ben, went there for one semester. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I remember <laughs> going down and traveling with uh, both Perry and Ben to visit the school and everything. And there was a the infamous um, uh, Chinese buffet um, down in Columbus incident. Yes. Oh, oh, okay. Um, so Ben, you want to tell me about this? Ben, yeah. So Ben Perry and I both go to these Chinese buffets, you know, because I am a connoisseur of Chinese buffets, <laughs> as you probably tell, you know. Yeah. I, um, so we go, and I, you know, I'm a big guy. I breathe very heavy. You could probably hear it on this podcast. No, you could be here. That's me breathing, okay? That's because I'm fat, okay? Don't be concerned, okay? <laughs> He's not having an asthma attack. <laughs> He's but, fine. I can see Nathan. So, we're good. We're, 
<laughs> we're, we're eating, reminding our own business, and then the waiter, I guess, while I was going to get another plate because I was on my sixth fucking plate, you know? <laughs> Dude, that's impressive. <laughs> you know, I can take down, I can't do it anymore. I can take down some, you know, Chinese buffets. That but, Mongolian beef, man. Mm, I guess the waiter had come back and he had, you know, talked to Ben or Perry and asked Nick, why he breathes so hard? <laughs> And I know that's okay. <laughs> I know that's a very stereotypical accent. I'm sorry. Okay, um, but I come back. They tell me the story, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and so me, you do, me being this stupid, just at a high school kid, I go up to the uh, register and I start fake crying <laughs> to the person that's on the register. And I'm like, you know what? It's, it's, I can't believe you would say that to me. It's because I have asthma. And I, I, I suffer from this. And she's like, she was just shocked. And oh she was like, oh, gosh. I don't know. Uh, here's an egg. She gave me an egg. Like a fake plastic egg. Oh, man. Like, it was like a porcelain egg. To soothe me. Okay. And then we left. Dude. What did you do with the egg? I think I still have it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What? An egg? A porcelain egg. Yeah. Dude, that, that reminds me <laughs> that reminds me of like feeling like sorry for someone and not knowing what to do and giving them a half assed present. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe in that culture <laughs> eggs are, are, are important. So I, I don't know. But um I was in eighth grade and we went to the Indiana basketball camp. Yep. And uh we uh we stayed there for like three or four days. And so we, we stayed in the dorms mm-hmm. and uh, this was over the summer. So like no students were there. So we came in and the basketball camp, you know, goers stayed in dorms and there were these two guys in the room next to us and they were, they were over in our dorm hanging out with us talking. And at one point I, I make a joke about like his mom. I, it wasn't like a yo mama joke. It was, it was, it was, I just like kind of just poked fun at the guy using his mom, you know, like we did in eighth grade. Yeah. And he goes, dude, that's not funny. My mom's dead. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, oh dude, I'm so sorry. Like I, I, I was just joking. And, and he goes, no, it's, it's okay, man. I just, I need to go back to my room. And so he goes over to his room, right? With his, his roommate goes with him. And so me and Alex are sitting there, like we're alone now in our dorm. And I'm like, dude, and Alex is, Alex is like, dude, what the hell, man? Why are you, why did you have to bring up his mom like that? And I'm like, dude, I didn't, I was just joking, man. I was like, I was like, well, dude, we, we got to make it up to him somehow. Like, what do we do? What do we do? And, and so this is what we decided to do. <laughs> I grab a dollar bill out of my wallet and we go over and I knock on his door and I go, Hey man, I'm sorry about your mom. I, I, I hope you're okay. Here's a dollar. I know, right? It's all, I mean, dude, a dollar was a lot of money to I me get. back then, you know? And so I shove it under his door. <laughs> go and, get yourself a Sprite kid. Okay. <laughs> It'll calm the tears down. <laughs> So, and then the, the best part was he comes, he comes back over and knocks on our door like 10 minutes later and he goes, yeah, dude, I was kidding. My mom's alive. Ah! And he's just dying <laughs> laughing. And I'm like, oh man. They got you. They got me. And, and then we all start laughing about the fact that I tried to cure it with a dollar and oh. dude, it was hilarious. It's, so, it, <clears throat> yeah. It's those memories though that like I cherish, you know, yep. I've never for- I'm sorry. Hope I didn't break the mic. Uh, oh, no, my god. Did. oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'll replace this. I'll replace. Oh no, you didn't break that. That's that okay. Was, that's been like that. that? Okay. Yeah, that, that foam is on. So good. sorry, guys. I was using my hands to gesture, and I hit the microphone. 
<laughs> because I talk with my hands. I'll be able to edit it out. So, well, oh, sorry. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> keep keep that. Keep it. You're good. It's working. And now we're back again with Dalton Titshaw. Three minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's those moments that I cherish because I'll never forget them. And Yeah, man. Like, they, part of this, they define my personality. Just, like, I was... I looked up to you guys a lot. Like that whole like Dalt, like you, Alex, mm. Ben, like that little group y'all had. Like I looked up to y'all. Yeah, and we could like, tell, man. We we could tell. I could tell for yeah. sure. And I I appreciated it, but at the same time, I didn't want you to feel that way. Like I, I it was nice to it was nice to like feel like I was an example for you and that made me want to like always um do right by you. But yeah. also I wanted you to feel like you were a part of the group too. Yeah. And and it, it took you. I, I know by the end, especially with your acting talent, the more the the more like the more roles you got, and the more you were able to get out there and show to yourself that you could do it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I could. It was cool feeling your confidence, watching your confidence grow. Yeah. Um, as a person and as an actor, and it truly came because I feel like you found your identity. This mm-hmm. is what you're meant to do, and so um, it was just really cool to be able to see that because I I didn't really get to, I didn't see that. I haven't seen that in anybody else. You yeah. Know? As a kid, I was very very shy. Yeah, I did not come out of my shell until I did theater, and so and actually discovering myself and finding that oh I'm actually I'm good at this yeah right oh I have friends now what is that's weird <laughs> people who like me and want to hang out with I me had, I literally had one friend I was Doug that <laughs> wow. was my one friend wow <laughs> and then he moved away he lived right across the street from me and then Henry came and yeah and right. we're still best friends did Henry move into his house. Mm, yeah, we did. Yeah, I, um, so I basically we're friends at a convenience. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like you're here, we're here. Let's yeah. fucking hang out. Yeah. With <laughs> I don't like you, but we're fucking hang out. With I had a guy like that in my neighborhood yeah. as well. We were friends at a convenience, and then once he moved away, um, we tried to stay friends. Just realized we actually weren't that close yeah. of friends. It's okay. But, but actually, Henry's like my still like my best friend. Right. Yeah. And that's like, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What? Fifteen years later, so that's cool, man. Yeah, and uh, I I see that Henry's doing well for himself. He married uh, Tiffany, right? Mm-hmm. You know, marrying her. Yeah, they're in I, Seattle. He's a lawyer. She's an engineer. No shit. Like, Good for them, man. Fuck, that's a power couple, right there. I, I visited them last summer. Yeah, and I stayed there for a week. Well, really in Seattle, whether they liked it or not, I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm coming there for a week for my birthday. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna celebrate my birthday. You're gonna celebrate it. <laughs> Buy me a gift. It was so it was so awesome. I like, like bath bombs. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can't fit in any baths, man. <laughs> There's not a bath that can fucking fit me. Dude, I, I have a I have a different problem with baths. They never the the hot water doesn't last all the way to the top. So I'm like sitting there and I'm, I'm like <laughs> it's up to my legs, but like the top half of my body's cold. So like you're not missing anything, man. They they're they're pointless. Go go get in a hot tub at Ellie Fitness, you're fine. <laughs> but uh so yeah, no, um what's Seattle like? I've never been. Oh, <laughs> you want to talk about Atlanta transportation issues? Seattle has got Atlanta on lock, though. There, really? I mean, okay, they so got it down. Well, okay, so Atlanta doesn't have like bike lane infrastructure at all. Yeah, they really don't, do they? Seattle does. There's literally a cool. bike lane for every fucking road there. Wow, which I thought was so cool. And do a lot of people bike? A lot of people do. Yeah, yeah, it's like part of the culture there. I wonder if I wonder if people biked and then they made the lanes because of that, or if the lanes encourage more people to bike. You know, it's like a chicken or the egg. That's thing. a good question. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I if, don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a very very progressive city. It's yeah, it's very it's blue. It's very. It yeah. was literally the farthest I'd ever been away from a conservative state. 
Wow. Like I felt it was like a, I don't know if you're, I don't know your political beliefs, but I, it was I'm, kind of a breath of yeah. fresh fucking air for me. Like for me, well, <laughs> I definitely get, I, I get tired of seeing people who are so extreme either way. Yeah. Personally, I fall right down the middle and that doesn't mean yeah. I don't have my opinions or my views for me. I can see both sides. Yeah. It's very difficult for me to pick a side because I, I know that there are things that I'm missing on the other side. If, if that makes yeah. sense. Like I can see how other people, um, are, um, so anyway, like a big topic, like abortion, I was actually talking with Aubrey about this. Yeah. Um, when it comes to abortion, I think it's fine if you want to have a vote on it, if you want to have a vote on abortion on whether it should be legal or not or whatever, that's fine. But the only people who should be allowed to vote on it are women. Yeah. I think that's my it's literally the on only, I mean, I don't want to say it's literally the only people that it affects because obviously it affects the fathers. Right. Yeah. But it's their body. It's literally their body. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that women should be allowed to vote for. Um, okay, hold on. Oh, well, where are you going? I should have stopped. Where are you there. going, bro? No, like, it's okay. I, I don't think women should be allowed to vote whether or not that we get like circumcised or something like that, or you know, we get you know something, something, that something has like to that do with just our yeah something yeah. that has nothing to do with their bodies has something yeah. to do with ours. That's a weird thing that we would vote on. Yeah, I don't. Maybe I, we should edit that. No, nah, it's cool. Whatever. It's circ- we're we're on. We went from theater to circumcision. I love. I don't it. know. Why. I love it. No. So uh, on the topic of circumcision, I actually hate that. Like you have no choice in it. It depends on uh, your, your fucking parents. Yeah, dude. They, it's like uh, you you get to like 15, 16 years old, and it's like, wait, hold on. Y'all did what to my dick when I was yeah. how old? Like I had. Yo, I could have like that could cause. What if he missed? Or like, <laughs> so Seattle. Yeah, um, let's get back we'll to Seattle. See. <laughs> Seattle's just fucking awesome. There's no there's no there's no mosquitoes. It, it, no mosquitoes. It, cool. it was a it was a nice like sixty degrees, which is the weather that I thrive in. Same. I thrive in cold. Like it, it it could be freezing outside, and I have the fan blowing on in my room. <laughs> really? Like I am. I'm I'm like warm blooded. I don't know. Like, I get hot. I get overheated very easily. It's probably because I'm fat. Like a lot of you my just, issues come from me being fat. You just have a little more body fat than yeah, most. Yeah, that's okay. Whatever. You, you've been going to work out anytime, right? You uh, still, yeah, I try. You still you know? remember? I, I don't work out anytime. I do. I work out sometimes. So <laughs> nice. I need to start working out anytime. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, but what do you, what do you do when you go to the gym? What, what so, kind of exercises? Last year, there was a month where I went to the gym every single day, mm-hmm. and I followed this like basic beginner lifting routine that I found on Reddit. Um, and it basically it was like three by five. It was three main lifts and I went every other day. Um, and it was like workout A, then workout B, then workout A, and then it would reverse for the next week. So B, A, B. Okay. Yeah. A, B, A. Yeah. And then I did cardio every other day. Um, and I actually have, um, I found out that I have bone spurs in my feet. No way, man. So That's they so... fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, dude. So that, I, I imagine it starts to hurt. It hurts. It hurts. So I can't, I feel like I can't run anymore. Damn, does um, it hurt always? No. Just when you... Um, it's just I'm, I'm aware that it's there, you know? Yeah. And so I'm afraid if I do run, it's going to start hurting. Right. And so I have some bone spurs, and then I also have... Um, we think that I may have a slightly torn meniscus in my knee. Which knee, right? Uh, right knee, yeah. So my right my <laughs> my right leg is fucked Damn, right now. man. Sorry. So I can't really run. I have to walk. So I walked on an incline for 45 minutes and that, yeah, okay. that got my heart rate up though yeah it does so for about a month i was in the gym and i was doing it mm-hmm. and then i don't know life life happens yeah you know? have you ever tried the elliptical yeah it's really awkward for me like, uh, it's awkward okay. on my lower back gotcha yeah. gotcha yeah um it, it's not for everybody some people ellipticals are for me ellipticals the way for me to go um uh, walking on the treadmill my hips are all kinds of whack so it 
the treadmill feels weird for me. Yeah. But yeah, and, and and the fact that you did it for a month and then fell off, that's not unusual, man. I, yeah. There were so many times in my life, like I'm I'm in I'm in better shape now, and and I would credit that more towards my diet and how focused I am on it. Yeah. Um, and then I try to get on the elliptical a few times a week, uh, like. At work, we I'm blessed to where my work provides a uh, gym yeah. right nearby, right near the office. So I go there on, on my off uh, during lunch, and I'll go there, and then I'll come back, eat my lunch, and get back to work. But um, other than that, I really don't have the time. So uh, the times when I was heavier and I was trying to get back in shape, I would go so hard. Yeah, I, and, and so I would I would go for like two months, and I would see some results, but mm-hmm. then I would just burn myself out. Yeah, and it's about taking it slow, j- just making sure that you're um, consistent. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't mean every Monday I'm doing it. It just means that, okay, it might've been a few days, but I need to do this. Yeah. And the way that I did it for myself, I watched this YouTube video about this. It, it was this guy who talked about how you uh, can be like, how to not be lazy, mm-hmm. how to develop a good habit. Yeah. And he said, instead of, uh, I wish I could like give him a shout out or whatever, cause this is definitely not my words or my thinking, but it helped me. Um, but I just don't remember the guy that it, it was saying this, but he said, uh, instead of like thinking like, oh, I go to the gym because I need to be healthy or I go to the gym because I need to lose weight. Instead, think of it. It's just a, a, mind, a mindset shift. And instead think I'm going to the gym because I live an active lifestyle. Yeah. Like I'm going to I need to go to the gym because I like being active. <clears throat> and that actually that I started thinking of it that way. Mm-hmm. And it actually helped. It's like, whoa, I haven't been active in a while. I'm not even thinking about my weight. I'm not thinking about what my stomach looks like today. I'm only thinking I'm an active person. Mm -hmm. And so I need to go find something to do that's active. So that's what's helped me stay more consistent. like I eat a tub of ice cream because I'm depressed. (laughs) 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 I mean, you could could take that principle and apply it (laughs) in a negative way if you want. Um, So I'm actually about to start this uh, program called um, 531. I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I bought the book and everything because I I couldn't – everything on the internet is so convoluted. It's like Mm -hmm. I can't make sense of it. So I bought the book so I can just read it. And Mm -hmm. so I'm actually – I'm planning on starting that tomorrow. And you spent the money on the book. so you Yeah, I have to. You have to invest. (laughs) That's what I did with my Spanish books. I'm trying to learn Spanish. And uh, I I spent like 30 bucks on five different books. Yeah. I got to do it, you know. I can teach you all the cuss words. (laughs) Yeah. I work. I work in. I work in a kitchen. Oh, with, right, with, yeah. some, with Peruvians and like. Cool. I know all the cuss words and I know kitchen Spanish. So you know. Kitchen Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. If I ever yeah. start working in a kitchen again. <laughs> but anyway, so so you bought the book for so, five three one. What's what's yeah, uh, going and, on with that? Um, so basically, you have uh, one main lift for the day. Like so, it's like squats, uh, bench press, uh, deadlift, and then overhead press. Right. You okay. do Four days. Right. So you do. You have what is called a uh, a training max, right? Where you can't your weight that you're training with doesn't go above that, and it's based off of your one rep max, right? Because you really can't train with your one rep max because you can only do it for one rep, right? Unless you're trying to be a bodybuilder, you know. Right. Um, so you do like certain percentages of that training max working up. You do, um, you know, a set of five, a set of five, you know, at like sixty five percent, and then mm-hmm. a set of five at eighty five percent. You move up like that. Um, and then your last set is like really close to your training max, like ninety five percent, and then it's AMRAP, so it's as many reps as possible, mm, just until burnout, basically. Yeah, it's like like a two like two reps before your burnout. Okay. Basically, and then after that, so not to failure. Yeah, not to failure. So then after that, you do assistance work, um, which could, it could be one push, one pull, and then one leg or core. 
So you mean like with bands or with core uh, within cables? It, really any type of exercise. It kind of leaves that wide open. Okay. And you have to do fifty to hundred reps of a certain exercise. Wow. And it was three groups though. I love that. so that's that's in a way that's that's causing you to bulk up like that's causing your your bigger muscles to get worked mm-hmm. and then also uh, adding leanness yeah. and, and muscular endurance. Like two things at once. I'm just like hell yeah. Cool. But the, the main thing that I need to be worried about is my diet. Yeah. That that's that's gonna be where the results. And you work at a pizza joint too. Oh, fuck. So that's gotta be tough. <laughs> it's literally just an infinite supply of soda and pizza. <laughs> like I literally just, I, I, you know, that's all I do. Yeah. Stromboli in my face. Oh, wish we had stromboli. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Let's make sure that doesn't happen. Then. So Seattle was nice though. Yeah, I was glad to Seattle. <laughs> I love it, man. I lo- um, so far when I've been doing these podcasts, I'm realizing like, holy crap! I st- I asked them a question, and then here we are talking about this. Uh, I'm not no, gonna. I, I'm gonna I like let it, it go. You know, like I'm not gonna like go it. back to that question because like it's it's moved on. <laughs> but it's cool. I, I love this too. If you, let's go back to Seattle, dog. Um, so uh, how was seeing Henry and Tiffany? Oh, it was amazing. Um, I don't get to see them that often because they live across the country. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, but I do. Corner. I do get beat by Henry and Scrabble um, every day. Really? Because we we play Scrabble with each other online, nerds. You know. Yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah. Um, but like I, I do, play back I do, on my phone. like it. I I don't my core group of friends um, that I hung out with the most like and I would include you in my core group of friends even though I haven't seen you in fucking eight years though. yeah but I, would I include still you too. like I still feel like like this conversation we're having like we never stop talking Dude, to each other I love those it's types like of we picked it up eight you know yeah it was like fucking amazing like getting to see you and everything yeah um, and I've still maintained relationships with like Henry Avery Thomas Bass Nick Slater. Mm-hmm. Um, those, those are still my friends and mm-hmm. you don't usually get that yeah. when you have high school friends. Yeah, you don't. Um, for me, I, I, am like, I, I agree with you. Um, my core group of friends, they all have moved away. Like yeah. JL was, it's like, hard. JL was my best friend for a couple of years yeah. and even lived with me in Alabama for a little while, a little while. He's in Detroit now, oh, you know, fuck. but whenever we do, so JL, <laughs> yeah, right. He snapchats me from time to time. Um, and it calls me on my birthday. I call him on his birthday, September 27th. Also little Wayne's. I'll never forget it. Um, and, uh, and, we, and, we, and we chat and we pick it up just like this. We yeah. pick it up like we, like we didn't miss a day, didn't yeah. miss a beat. And I miss him, of course. I'd love to see him. And same with Guthrie. Yeah. Um, Guthrie called me. My dad called me last week. I pick up and he's like, hey, I got someone here for you. And, and then Alex is on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and we pick it up like, you know, um, uh, like we never missed a beat, you know. And, it but was... it just stinks because we don't live close to each other anymore. Alex is home for right now, and I, I plan on seeing him over the next couple of weeks. But mm-hmm. um, he's always traveling. He's doing this documentary that he's yeah. working on, so I don't see him very often. And then Josh, I, I mean, I tried to call him the other day, and that was that was that, you know. But he's married. He's got yeah. his he's got his kid. It's weird, man. We're at that age now where people are have already started their lives, or are they really starting to? Mm-hmm. And so that's why that's another reason why I started this is because I really I've been missing those deeper conversations, mm-hmm. you know. Man, at work, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with work and with coworkers and work friends, but it's just a lot of surface level conversations. Yeah, and I'm tired of it, man. I'm, I really am. I, some people, that's cool. They they have their surface level conversations. They go home and they do their hobbies. Or they focus on themselves or whatever. I can't do that. I need people. Yeah. I need conversations. And so this was my outlet for that. Yeah. Well, I think what's really cool is that with your high school friends, if you still talk to them, like you get you get to see each other grow up. And yeah. Become, true adults yeah i mean and i've now, seen you like, with your uh, pursuing your career yeah booking jobs and, and like we have like responsibilities now and yeah. it's interesting to see how different people handle that true um, 
<laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've handled it well. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm definitely not where I thought I was going to be by this point. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, but me that's neither. Okay. Like, yeah. We are where we are. Yeah. And it's just important to keep hope, you yeah. know, um, for sure. I'm blessed to have Charlie so close to me. Yeah. I, uh, I haven't hung out with Charlie in a hot minute. Let's give him a call. No. <laughs> yeah, right now on the on the podcast. <laughs> uh, be, I don't have that um, ability yet to be able to like phone people in, but whenever I get that, that that'll be hilarious. That I, I wish I had it right now because then we could just do it. Yeah, I like, got, Charles, let's talk for like ten so minutes. So I got a story about Charlie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was, Wait, before we go, are you done with Seattle? <laughs> I'm done with Seattle. Okay. Just go visit Seattle. Did, it was really cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was really cool. Is, is marijuana legal there? Yeah, it's in all Washington, right? Okay, so yeah, I, definitely I, go to Seattle. Then I had my first edible there. Really? What yes. was it? Was it a gummy worm? It was. Just, was it? it was. It was. Was it a gum? It was like hard Brown? candy. I didn't know how I would take to it because yeah. I've only like smoked weed, right? Right. So I, oh, I, just, cut, I just cut it in half Smart. just to make sure. Smart. And it was ten milligrams, but so I basically consumed five milligrams, uh-huh. and that was enough for my first time. Um, how and, how soon did it kick in? Uh, it was. It was a good like. 30 minutes yeah you that's know? right yeah it depends on what you've um, and but then it hit me like a train i was like whoa oh, <laughs> whoa <laughs> 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 um yeah so that was that was cool yeah. cool man yeah um were you able to bring any back no, <laughs> no. damn i didn't want to risk that. too worried about like customs or yeah, not customs it's, it's, it's domestic flight but you know like i mean TSA. they fuck they might as well be two separate countries like you have the the True. the weed states and the non weeds it's I it's know, so right? fucking weird like yeah. just why don't we legalize it Dude, I don't get it. I saw this thing um, online. It was, maybe it was someone sharing a Facebook post or something, and it talks about talked about that, and it made good sense. And I, there's obviously more to it, but it was talking about how like all these decision makers and government in the state, in the state and federal level, um, are these old white dudes who remember back in the day when it was like marijuana was associated with all the hippy dippies and the and yep. the, the the peace loving, you know, fascists or whatever. I don't know if I'm using fas- fascism correctly here. I apologize if that's like ignorant, but I just mean they they look at it like weed or marijuana is that devil's lettuce, and yep. it's a, and it's attributed to all these um, low lives in their eyes. And so they why would they ever legalize it? It's just going to cause everybody to be like that. When that's absolutely not the truth. No. Anyway, the, the, I'm I'm not like being as eloquent as that post was with the, with the wording of it, but it kind of made some sense to me. Yeah, that these we just. We just gotta wait for all these people to die off, man. Honestly, sorry. we gotta. I'm sorry. It sounds so bad too, but it's like Jesus. Let's just get a younger come, generation in office like, who understands. On. I know. And then, well, and then it will be, legal. dude. I think they've. I don't. I don't know for sure, but I think they've legalized it at least in a way at a, at a medical level in Georgia. Yes, I think it, so. Yeah. It would be nice to be able, because man, I have trouble sleeping. Um, mm-hmm. And it helps. A lot of people deal with depression and anxiety every day, every second, man. And those people could really benefit from it. Yeah. And they're just suffering, and they don't have to. It really <laughs> pisses me we off. We have the resources. We, yeah. We, so and, it's yeah. very frustrating. Yeah, though. I agree, man. So, um, so Charles, you had a story about Charles. So <laughs> yeah. this is one of my favorite stories that involves like you. And okay, cool. So I'm down. we went to the. Uh, thes- oh, I'm in it now. Yes. The, <laughs> the uh, Thespian conference. Right. Yes. That was at Columbus also, State. Yeah. So, and that's actually what inspired me to go to Columbus State was that conference. Wow. That's that's how that stuff works. Yeah. I wonder how many people decided to go to Statesboro because they had it there that yeah. one year when you went. Ooh, anyway, so. I don't know. So yeah, tell us. So something. we we went there, right? And I think it was me, you, Ben, 
was it Josh in the same room? Josh was there too. Yeah. Um, same uh, same room. Like same hotel room. Right? Uh, oh, I do. I don't even remember staying in the hotel room. Yeah, because I believe we did. I, I and we went to. The, <laughs> I remember. I've got a country. Print, I've got a, like a scary good memory. So. Cool. I don't. <laughs> Maybe it's all the weed. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So, uh, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, I think it was me, you, Ben, yeah. Josh, um, and maybe Charles. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Go, Go ahead. All I know is that we spent a good portion of one day hiding from Charlie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. Oh, dude, no, he knows it. I, <laughs> Sorry. He, Charlie and I, we've had, we've had this conversation. Um, it was actually a really good conversation where – Charlie, dude, he doesn't give a fuck about anything anymore in a good way. Like yeah. nothing bothers him. You can't, you can't make fun of him. Like, and I don't try, like I don't care to anymore. Charlie is a legit, like one of my best friends, but back in high school, he was kind of a punching bag. We all kind of made fun of him. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm not trying to like throw him under the bus here. I, I think that he'd be okay with me talking about this because it, it's in the past. And, and also I don't treat him that way anymore. Yeah. But a lot of us did. And, um, he talked about how he just was made fun of all throughout high school and it just, it caused him to get this thick skin uh-huh. to where he just didn't care what people thought. And so he's that type of person now where it's like, he just, he doesn't, he doesn't care what you think about him. Yeah. And that's not a bad way to be. And I was, I was able to relate in a way to where, I mean, I was different. I wasn't necessarily picked on, um, just for like, just for my, myself in general, yeah. but I was picked on for my height a lot. And I just, it, it sucked at first, man. But now the one thing that you just cannot like get under my skin on you can find certain things to get under my skin for sure, but not my height. Yeah. People make fun of me. Dude, it's it's a weekly occurrence where someone comments on my height, my shortness, and I just feel bad for them. Like, yeah. really, dude? Like, you're, you're going you're gonna to comment on something that I have no control yeah. over. <laughs> you, I, it's not like I won some contest before I was born or <laughs> lost some contest, and they're like, you're going to be a short male. Have a fun life, you know? <laughs> Half the women in the population are going to be off limits for you, bud. Not from my choice because of theirs, you know? Yeah. And... Uh, so now it just doesn't bother me because uh, I got I got picked on so so yeah. much for it, and so Charles got picked on for a lot more than just that, yeah. and so he's he's got that he's got that um mind mindset that yeah. I think a lot of people wish they had. I think I wish I so I think I randomly ran into Charles like at uh, Dylan's back yeah, home, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the pool hall or whatever. Yeah, or they have a couple so of that was the last time like, I saw him. That was a couple years ago, though. Mm-hmm. But I haven't like hung out with him in a long time, so yeah. I'm looking to change that. Because let's get the band back together. Let's let's do it. Yeah. All right, <laughs> let's but, get everyone back together. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> but no, you're right. At Columbus State, dude, we we spent like half the day running from. It was that the day that it was uh, raining. Yeah, yeah, and it was raining hard, was, man. Yeah. yeah, and we would see Charles. And be like, let's go, let's go, let's get, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it was. It was funny. I mean, it was definitely at his expense, and like, it's definitely not something we do now. We were 17, 16, 17 yeah, year old. I probably still do it. But. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, call him over here, and then and then leave the door unlocked. Like, Dude, come in. The door's unlocked. We'll just hide behind the couch or something. Yeah, <laughs> and just see how long it takes for him. To yeah, <laughs> he might he might just like chill here. He, he probably would. He just turned on my PlayStation. Actually, no, that's fried. He turned on my my, my PlayStation Two and just start playing that yeah. or something. <laughs> That's cool though that Columbus State got you to go there. I yeah, I enjoyed that. That was actually a really fun weekend for me, mainly because I there's this one game that we played. You know, there were different different the, theater like uh, classes Work, that you could go to. Yeah. Work, workshop, yeah. thank you. That you could go to, and you signed up for them and you went and everything. And Josh and I, it was, it, it that's what I loved about our group of friends is that we would we had a we had a group of guys that would hang out. But then I also was – there were times where I spent alone time with one of the guys in the group doing yeah. different things. And so I have those memories like with just that person. Uh-huh. And this is one that I had with just Josh. 
he and I signed up for this one improv class. And I love improv, man. I love it. And so I definitely wanted to go sign up for it. And so we go, and they do this. They made us play this game Mm -hmm. where um, it was all about trusting your partner. And so Josh and I got in the middle of this circle of people. There's probably 20 people around this circle. um, And we're in the middle. And there were three, like, dodgeballs. So, you know, the soft foam balls that that were tossed out uh, to the circle. And so what we had to do was I was the protector and Josh had to stay behind me and I had to make sure he didn't get hit. I could get hit. Okay. I could swat the balls away. I could catch them, but they always had to go back to the yeah. circle, you know? And so we, and, and the thing was, there's three of them. So the people in the circle would be tossing it around to each other, trying to like get it behind me so they could see Josh. Yeah. And so J- Josh and I, like he had his hand on my back, like grasping onto my shirt yeah. and he would kind of have to tug me. He would, and we had to communicate. He'd be like, dude, behind you, behind you. And, and I have to move behind and, and, and dude, we lasted for a while, man. <laughs> Um, I mean, we were both, you know, basketball cross country runners. Y'all, so we're, were, also y'all quick. were studs. We, like, yeah, we, yeah, Jeff, definitely Josh, man. You know. That dude could act. He definitely had a lot of talent for sure. God, I, I really wish he would have kept pursuing theater or yeah. acting. He was so good. Yeah, he was. But like, at the same time, you know, I know that he's happy, and that's what matters. Yeah, you know? yeah absolutely. Yeah, I'm kind of glad though because now there's some roles that I can. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's the the thing about acting, especially in Atlanta, is that there is so much to go around mm-hmm. that. There is no reason to be upset for if someone books a job and you didn't. No. There's always there's it's, so it's never about you. No. Like if someone like if we were to go up against the same role, I would probably if I if I booked it, right? They probably just saw something in me. I like I looked like the role more than you. Was right. it because I'm a better actor? Right. You know what I'm saying? And that that's half the you know, ninety percent of it is your look. Mm-hmm. Especially for film and TV. Absolutely. Look. It is, and 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 sometimes like we know, I, I get tired of people saying like, "Oh, it's all about the connections, isn't it?" And it's like, I mean, you gotta have some talent. I mean, <laughs> come you on, do. when you when you get on set, if if you sure you might have known the director, or you might have like dated them, or I, whatever. However, you got if you booked it off of something other than your talent, and then you get on set, if you're not prepared, mm-hmm. you're gonna look like a fool. And you, and yeah. it, especially if you're a diva and you're and you're causing drama, you, know, you don't show up on time, you're not. If you just aren't professional, yeah, that that's that goes so far, man. Yeah, your your look, yeah, your look will only get you so far. Talent takes you the rest of the way. That's, I think yeah, talent promotes longevity. Yes, in your career. Yeah, you know, I mean, you see all these actors and actresses that they really all they are is a look, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah, but it's always beautiful when you see someone who actually has legitimate talent. Yeah, too. But you just it, it's also just about being prepared. I mean, when I last year I booked Homicide Hunter. Mm-hmm. And that was that was a, such a good day. It was the second thing that I booked last year. I booked two things last year in 2019, and that was the second one. And I, I, I know it's almost like a rite of passage for a lot of Atlanta actors. I get that. But it was still important to me. Yeah. Because it was the first thing the, – the first thing that I booked in July was a, an in-person audition. Mm-hmm. This was my first thing that I booked doing a, a self-tape. It was literally my 20 or 21st audition. So I have a 5% chance every time I get yeah. an audition. <laughs> you know? But um, anyway, so I booked that. And I'm so stoked, man. I'm like, I'm in the stairwell, like crying. I call my girlfriend at the time. I call the guy who helped uh, shoot the audition. I thanked him, you know, thanked her for my support. Call my mom. I'm stoked, right? Yeah. So then now, like now, the the, the now it's real. Now you got to go and you got to perform, right? Mm-hmm. So I go up to Knoxville, Tennessee, and uh, I'm there for three days, and I'm like trying to learn my lines and get ready, but nothing prepared me to be on set like that. I mean, I'd been on set as an extra before. I'd been on sets for like in, in indie films and yeah. you know like student films and stuff uh, for sure, but nothing this legit where they're ready to go. You come in, the camera's already set up, 
like you're not even getting direction. They just expect you to just get on and nail it and know what you know your lines and, and, and do it. And so I was nervous, man. I was definitely <laughs> nervous. I was prepared. I had my lines, yeah. but I, I wasn't prepared. What I wasn't prepared for the most was the fact that at least in this, this case, I, I know every director is different, but in this case, you only got like two or three takes tops. Yeah. Uh, and I wasn't prepared for that. I didn't realize that because when uh, in, in these other films that I've shot, it was kind of up and down. Sometimes they'd be like, yep, that take was great. And I'm like, whoa, dude, I'm just getting warmed up. Like, I didn't feel that one, you know? And then like, no, it looked great. And I'm like, I mean, I trust you, but dang, dude, I mean, I didn't feel it. So I, I'm sure it won't come out that way. Yeah. But anyway, I, that, I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah. Um, for how I get in, I get on, I do it. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, cool. That, all right. I learned what I really want to do. And they're like, all right, moving on. And I'm like, I want to be like, wait, no, but <laughs> I can further. I, yeah. Right. No, no. Can we do it again? Cause I, I, I my eyes weren't right. You know? Yeah. Uh, but they didn't. I, I didn't do that because I felt like I would have looked like a rookie, and yeah. and I'm not trying to get in anybody's way. And, and ultimately, you do have to trust the cameraman and the director that it does look good. And so that was. I was there for three days. That was the first day of shooting when I got that reality check. I had the second day off, but I stayed up there just because I didn't feel like driving back down here. They gave me a hotel, um, which is really cool, man. So then I go up for the third day, or I'm there for the third day, and that's when we do my interrogation scene. And uh, so I'm prepared for that for the one or two takes yeah. uh, for that. But I could still tell at when I got done that the director he I, I could tell that he could tell that I was not happy with my performance. Yeah, great man, he's really cool, um, great to work with, and he could sense that I did that I wasn't happy with myself. Yeah. you know, and I maybe I probably never will be, you know. But he was like, hey man, it's gonna look great when they cut it up, dude. He was like, great job, you're gonna be really you're gonna be really happy. Yeah, and I I appreciated it. I did. I was like. I, 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 I didn't let it sink in, but I, I did appreciate him saying that and I trusted him. And then it just came out like two weeks ago and I watched it and actually, yeah, it looks good. Yeah. I, I was like, okay, I should have believed him. And this thing, there's so many other elements to film that influence how it looks like <laughs> music, lighting, cuts, editing, like all that stuff combined to tell a story, you know, it's, a it, team it's, it's, it's beautiful. Like it's, yeah. it's magic. It's filmmaking. Like, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love it too. So, I uh, so I booked I think uh, Sisters last mm-hmm. year with Tyler Perry. Yeah. So and the, you just you reminded me of a story. Um, yeah, tell me. So, um, and you know if you ever get a chance to work with Tyler Perry, um, what you do on tape is what he wants in the performance. And so I get there, immediately get thrust into. Um, wardrobe and hair and makeup and everything and think oh we need you on set um, but before I got on set I met with the producer and he was just kind of telling me like hey man just want you know this is how we do things here one take that's all you get so we literally did one take what so do you know had, why like, is it well, because, because is, are they trying to film so much in one day yeah so Tyler Perry is it, it's, has a, like it's a machine oh. like they are filming multiple episodes like on the same day Wow. I don't know how these actors do it, though. But he has three cameras going on you at the same time. I like that. I yeah. like that. Instead of instead of moving to go to the other camera yep. uh, or the other take or the other So um, it's just angle. like boom, 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 boom. That's cool. So it just, yeah, you have to be, you have to be on top of your A-game. Like, Man. So so is that, was there more to that story? I'm sorry. No, that's it. Man. <laughs> that's so it. I like that there was three cameras on them yeah. uh, or on you uh, because... I get so worked up about when did I blink and where where was my hand? Yeah. You know, when they move the angles, I'm like, oh my gosh, was I did I pick up the coke at this time? I try, I really do try to remember all of that, 
but at the same time, I'm acting. I'm trying to act as well, and I think that's an art. That's definitely an art form. Yeah, you have to get out of your head. That's the problem, dude. Yeah, you, you have to do. get out of your head. Yeah, and that's the one thing that I feel like I continually struggle with is when you <laughs> when you're performing and you realize, oh, I'm performing. <laughs> yes. It's like holy, sh- stop, stop, stop! Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you and you're in the middle of a line, and it might be like yeah. a full paragraph, it's like existential crisis. Yeah, like, man. And you're still going here. Yeah, <laughs> and and you start thinking like about what are the people, what are the people in the audience? If if, if you're on theater at least, or even in on camera, it's like what is the camera picking up? Yeah, that was tough for me. I'm that's why I was really glad that I got started on doing um, indie films, uh, little short films, uh-huh. with especially my, my buddy Isaac, who's going to come on and be a guest here. Uh, here soon I'm really excited about that as well <clears throat> but um, like working with him uh, it taught me that I had to trust his camera I, I had to trust the camera yeah uh, trust that they, they've got me that they've got my face in it they mm-hmm. have my facial expressions that they have what they need that he has what he needs yeah and that was hard for me because I I had to realize how much I can't control in this process and that was really tough because I wanted to, I, I wanted to control cause I, I care so much about how my performance looks. Yeah. And since then I have changed my, uh, my opinion. I mean, I obviously still care and I want to do a good job, but more so I, I just want to get the character. I want to feel the emotion. I focused on what I can control. Yeah. I try to be a kind person when I'm on set. I try to make sure that I don't make any waves. I'm not getting in anybody's way. I'm, I know that I'm there to do my job. I'm just the talent. Yeah. There's so much more to this than me, you know. <laughs> I think a lot of actors don't realize that. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not trying to be all high and mighty. Like, look at me, I've got it all figured out. I just mean that's my approach, mm-hmm. and so far I feel like it's worked. So yeah, yeah. The one the one advice that I could give you one advice that's a weird one piece of advice sure, that yeah. I could give you um, is you can always strive for perfection, but you're never gonna get it. Yeah, that's so don't good. get caught up on that. Yeah, I mean it's something. It is something to strive for. You know, you can be critical of your work though, but don't let that be the hill you die on. You know. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's good. That's deep. I'm taking that with me. Here you go. <laughs> I'm gonna put that on my wall. Here all night. I, dude, I, I, something I've really had to uh, work on is perfectionism. Yeah. Uh, in everything that I do, um, if like I'm trying to play the piano, it's got to be perfect. I, I had to. I and I say like. I'm, I'm not as much like that anymore. And it's my anxiety. And uh, yeah, ultimately my anxiety has really gotten better because after yeah. I realized that, I read, a, I went to the library and I, I checked out a couple of books on perfectionism. Yeah. And they really taught me some coping mechanisms and some, mm-hmm. some ideals to keep. And um, one of those was to just enjoy the process and enjoy the journey and, yeah. and understand that you're not going to be a master from the get go. It's yeah. just not going to happen. I, I saw this uh, Instagram post where it was like a picture of Robert Downey Jr. And, and it says, um, like your first podcast is going to be shit. Your first, uh, you know, your first video is going to be shit. Your first song is going to be shit and yada, yada. It goes, it goes on like that, but you have to get through those to get to your 50th, to your hundredth, mm-hmm. to your thousandth. And that really helped me. And I, I saw that right around the time when I, st- I was contemplating doing this, this mm-hmm. podcast. And I was like, yeah, I just got to do it. Like it, it's all good. The first one might be shit and, uh, but I'm going to be able to learn from it. And I'm feeling better by it. Like this, this is yeah. a, a scary thing to me like it was at first yeah. definitely was man but i embraced the fact that this might not be good but i gotta keep going because it will get better yeah yeah so yeah i agree fuck yeah that's deep man 
So Seattle. She was <laughs> <laughs> that's called improv right there where you bring it in three times right and it's yeah. really funny the third time but if we bring in seattle again it won't be no funny. yeah no no yeah it's done now it is <laughs> done. dead we're done, now. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been to dad's garage have you ever done improv class oh, classes? no i did so i did improv when i was in csu um, okay and i did at the springer opera house they had um no shame fridays cool so you, a name for you, it. you'd have yeah you see so you have uh like it like there's no you have no shame about it. There's just anything goes, right? There's no censorship, nothing. So you have five minutes to perform. You can do whatever you want and as as long as it, it's not illegal, I feel like. Right. Yeah. So I performed with like an improv trip there. Wow, man, cool. Yeah. I think it was called Mission Improbable. <laughs> That's a good I, think... I love the puns, man. I love the puns. Um so I did a couple of improv skits there so and uh, I was pretty decent at it so yeah but I haven't really done improv since then and I really like I've never been to dad's garage and I really want to get back into improv because improv actually helps you with your film acting absolutely man teaches you how to listen yeah so I really want to do that but all these improv classes are like 200 300 dollars yeah man I ain't got that money me neither I did at one point no I I, like when I was living I live here alone now, but when I wasn't, I had a little bit of excess, and so I bought classes for Dad's Garage, and I went uh, to only one because I, I, it was my fault. I didn't realize my schedule. Um, I was in a show at that time called yeah. Tuna Christmas, and um, the rehearsals and the shows for like eight straight weeks were on Sundays, and I signed up for the Sunday class, and I, I just got Monday and Sunday mixed up. And if I had just done Monday, I would have been able to go to everyone, but I did Sunday, yeah. and I and I I didn't bother like asking to switch classes or whatever. I just took the hit, man. It was like two hundred eighty-five dollars. Yeah. Down the I was able to go to one class and I loved it. It was really fun. Yeah. Da- I would recommend Daz Garage to anybody who's thinking about doing yeah. improv. I gotta I gotta save up though. So yeah. But I definitely want to go there. I am taking an acting class now. I'm taking this is gonna be a promotion. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, so Michael H. Cole. Okay. Um, he. Uh, is an Atlanta actor. He books like all the time. Uh-huh. He's that's important. Very highly regarded. You know, he he books so much that sometimes he has to cancel class because he books. That's great. That's what I want an acting coach. Yeah. Um, and I take it's a hundred bucks a month. Wow. Um, and it's four classes. Uh-huh. Um, and and it, it's it can be flexible because it's Sundays and Mondays, right? And let's say you have to miss a Monday class. Well, you can make it up and go to the Sunday class. Cool. Um, and ever since I started taking that class, I booked. I've started booking. Now, I don't know if it's just coincidence. I don't know if it maybe the audition was the right place, right time for me, and I just was the look, or if it was a combination of that and the fact that I feel like I am getting better from this class. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't you know. You have to be training. Every, yeah. every, if you're, if you're yeah. auditioning and you're not training, you're, you're dooming yourself. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's not the case 100% of the time, but most of it, man. Yeah. You have to be... If, if you are a film actor, you need to be auditioning every single week for something. Um, even if you make up your own auditions, you have to be practicing your craft. Yeah. How are you going to get better at it if you don't practice it? P- people think that acting is just something you're born with, and it's not. It is a muscle that you train. Yeah. Well, there are – I mean, there definitely are people that are naturally gifted, but sure. they still do the training. They Dude, still do it. What's that saying? Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yes. But if someone's talented at something and they work hard at it, oh yeah. my, like, like Michael Jordan, he was already naturally gifted at basketball, but he outworked everybody. Yes. And so no one was going to be better than him. It That's was just thing. not he, happening. So 
with his natural abilities, he probably could have gotten to the NBA, right? Yeah. But he worked extra hard and became the basketball player that we knew. Right. He wasn't just some guy getting 10 he, points a game, switching teams every few years. No, he was Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so it takes you that next level, though. You, uh, you had a story about um, how you got with your talent agent. That you oh, yeah. Um, so, so I definitely didn't go the traditional route in getting my talent agent because a lot of people – They'll submit, they submit, they submit, no one's biting. And finally, oh, a boutique agency got me. Great. I can work my way up from there. I didn't go that route. I was in a musical called I Can't Techno. Um, that was in 2000, yeah, 20, last, yeah 2018. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I forgot what year it was for a second. Uh, so it was in uh, March of 2018. Um, and the producer, the director, and one of my castmates were all represented by AMT, Atlanta Models and Talent. Um, they came out and saw a show and they saw the show and I guess I was good. I don't know. Um, but after the show, um, a lady comes up to me and she was like, Hey, how you doing? I was like, Hey, great. Um, she was like, so and she started like 21 questions. She was just like, so how long have you been acting? And I was like, well, I've, you know, probably like a decade or whatever. Okay. You enjoy it? I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> uh, do you do it for a living? Well, I try, you know, it's harder to do that. <laughs> um, I literally thought she was just somebody trying to get into the business and she just wanted to probe my mind, whatever. So I didn't think anything of it. And then she was like, well, here's my card. And I looked at it and it said Atlanta models and talent. I was like, Oh fuck. That's why you're talking to me. And I was like, uh, okay. Uh, all right. So I followed up with them and they were like, we loved your performance and can you send us an audition? So I met with Rashik Patel, and he helped me film my first audition for them ever. It was two scenes, and sent it to them, and got new headshots from Rashik too. Rashik Patel like helped jumpstart this. Dude, I so, love like, Rashik. Fucking, and, uh, Rashik's great, man. He he's so caring. He actually yeah. he wants to see people succeed, and uh, so I've just I've always admired him for that. Yeah, he's helped me my headshots. He did. Um, he's done my headshots twice. The second were uh, not so good, but that was on, that was me. I wasn't prepared for the headshots that day. Yeah. But the first round were uh, really well done. Um, the second one were really well done. I just mean yeah. my face was just not with it that day. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Rashik, yeah. man, he he. If you're trying to get into acting, he so many conversations with him that I've had that where he's told me how to break into it, and mm -hmm. uh, he's a large reason very, why I was able to very knowledgeable. Yeah. Hi, Dalton from the future here. Just want to give a quick shout out for Rashik's Instagram page for anybody out there who wants to get headshots from him. I'd highly recommend it. Dude knows what he's doing. It's Sheik Images, S-H-I-K-I-M-A-G-E-S. All right, back to past me. So, um, so you, you ended up... So I submitted the auditions and then it was waiting for about a week and then they followed up. I was like, yeah, would you like a meeting with you? They're like, okay, cool, great. Go in there and I'm like nervous as hell and... Because I see posters of The Walking Dead, Stranger Things. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, this is real. And I get into the room, and um, Jason Lockhart, um, who is like the head of film and TV yes. there, um, was like, we don't have anybody that looks like you on the roster. And I was like, really? You don't have any fat white guys on your roster? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, and they signed me. Wow. That's so I just didn't go the conventional route. It just kind of like landed in my lap. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, I put myself in that position, though. I was the one that still auditioned for that musical. Right. And I made the opportunity available for myself. Yeah. It wasn't just kind of like, here you go. Yeah, you know? it didn't. I still, yeah. I mean, if I you didn't go the conventional route, though. Like, yeah. And I that's... just 
find it a really cool story. Like, I love that, man. Yeah, I love that you 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 like you said you went out, you auditioned for it, and then you put your heart and soul, like I know you did, into that performance. You knocked it out of the park, and they and someone noticed, took notice of you, and then gave you a chance. Yeah, and you proved it to them because you've already booked four times yeah. with them. So it's it's not like. It's not even like they, they saw you do a performance and then they took a chance and then, oh, you know, it, it, no, they took a chance and then, oh, yeah, it paid it off. Worked, yeah. Yeah, this guy is actually everything we thought he would be. But so, it, yeah. took, it took me um, a year to actually book a feature film, though. So, like, a lot of people. Not, that's not and, unusual. And the thing is, a lot of actors, I feel like they, they get an agent and then they expect to be booked, you know, tomorrow. Right. That's not how it works. No. I mean, it's in a rare exception that you find an audition that the casting director is like, this is the guy. Yeah. Because I'm not going to say that it doesn't happen because it, it probably has happened. Sure. But like the norm, like you have to work at this shit. If you're, if you're new to a casting director, they're, they're not going to cast you right out because they don't know what you can do. Right. Um, and so I treat every audition as one big audition. It's just planting seeds, you know, to the casting director. That's the that's a beautiful like, mindset. Like, uh, I, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> I can do this. And now I can do this, and I fit the look. Booked. There you go. Yeah, that's how it works. Um, Thank you, Phil Seaton Paris, if you listen to this. <laughs> I mean, that would be cool if they did. <laughs> I had the pleasure of being able to go listen to uh, Jason Lockhart speak. Um, it was like a uh, it was a casting director. Her name is Kathy Ranking. Yep. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, she uh, she and Jason had like a one on one conversation. And they invited uh, all, anybody who wanted to come listen. There's maybe 20 of us um, came and just listen to them talk about the industry. Mm -hmm. And um, that I, I learned more. Honestly, the when I booked Homicide Hunter, it was the same week that I went to go uh, listen to them speak. Yeah. The next week, I had an audition for Homicide Hunter. Maybe like three days later, it was like a Wednesday night. I, I heard them speak on Saturday, maybe Friday. It doesn't it, it was the weekend. Yeah. And I booked Homicide Hunter the very next week because I heard Jason Lockhart say. Something that I'd already known, but I I'd forgotten about, and so it was really great to hear him. He said, "When you when you get that script, don't go with your first instinct. Uh, what what you think you're supposed to do in the scene, if you're auditioning, don't do that. Do do something different. Um, that I mean, uh, unless it's unless it's like just glaringly obvious that you need to do it this way, you know, yeah. given the writing. But do it in a different way that still makes sense, and you're gonna stand out." Mm -hmm. And so when I had the uh, audition for Homicide, I, I learned so much more than just that. But that was the one thing that really immediately impacted my life because mm -hmm. I got the audition for Homicide Hunter. Uh, I got the, the script or the, the sides and I actually did it two different ways. They, did, they only asked. They didn't they didn't say only do one take. They didn't say anything. They didn't ask for multiple takes. And I wouldn't do this every time. But this time. I decided it was the interrogation scene. I decided to do it once, like I was nervous, like yep. it said. Yep. Then I also did one more scene because it was really quick. It's like 20 seconds, 25 yeah. seconds. So I did another one where I was laid back and I was cocky. And I was like, you want, you want to know what happened? Yeah, I'll tell you everything. Go ahead. But in the first time, I'm like, uh, yeah, you want to know what happened? Like, um, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll tell you everything. Like, I, I wanted to get off my chest. Yeah. But then the other one, I was like, shit, you want to hear it? All right, cool. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Like, I was, I was like, almost like, I don't care that I'm here. And I booked it next day. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm taking a chance. I've done, I've auditioned 20 times already, and, it, and nothing's happened. Yeah. Screw it, you know. And then it paid off. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. And I, and I learned so much more from them um, there. And so when you told me today that you had AMT, I was like, whoa, man, that's really awesome because <laughs> I, I, I've gotten 
to see Jason Lockhart speak. Yeah. And that dude really knows his stuff, and he's passionate yeah. about his actors. And he comes from L.A., so yeah. he, he knows his shit. He does, yeah. And so did Kathy Rankin. She was amazing to listen to speak, uh, speak as well. She's also an acting coach, too. Yeah. Um, my friend Aaron uh, was taking lessons with her. I don't know if he still is, but Aaron's the one. I had just – that, that's the thing, man. It's, it's the beauty of how things happen that you don't, you don't see your life – like you don't see what, what, how it's impacting your life until later because yeah <laughs> um and actually it was uh i, I it's funny because this involves Rashik. so a while a while ago i went to a stage reading of constellations do you know that show yes beautiful show mm. beautiful show and, and and the scenes are you know it's it's like one minute scenes and then it's and it shows it differently and it shows it from a different angle yeah like, like different thin, like different paths. universes yeah yeah and so um the, the two actors that had originally performed it they ended up inviting other actors to come and do stage readings of certain scenes. You could pick which one you wanted to do, and, and if it was one that they weren't like wanting to really do themselves, they did most of it. But even so, they had the scripts in their hands because it had yeah. been a couple of years, and it was just for charity, and um, it was a really fun thing to go do. So me and my ex girlfriend, we went and we did a couple scenes together, and uh, that was I, I can't remember the theater. It was it's in Atlanta. Um, it's a it's it's also a bookstore in the front. Oh man, I, w- I wish I could remember the name. I I, I don't, but really oh. cool theater. Hello there, Future Dalton here with a quick edit. I can't believe I couldn't remember this. It's Pulp Books in Atlanta. That's P-U-L-P. Anyway, so that same theater, I started following them, and they ended up having a, a, a one-act uh, show where it was four one-acts. Okay. The first, the, first, uh, the first act, or the first half before intermission was two acts, um, and then the next one, whatever. Yeah. Um, or I guess it was like 20-minute plays. Yeah. Anyway, so there's four of them. Jason yeah. Lockhart uh, actually, uh, he uh, directed one of them, and Kathy directed uh, gotcha. another one. They were really good. I had yeah. a great time going, and I actually went alone. Um, I, I I had a I had a day to myself. Um, my ex girlfriend was busy, and so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to that. I'm gonna go and enjoy myself. Get out and go watch some performances. Yeah. I didn't know that it was all these really famous and and like up there, you know, important <laughs> people in the industry. I just thought I was going to go see yeah. some shows. So at intermission, I'm just kind of hanging out. Oh, and Rashik was there. I saw yep. Rashik. I, I didn't plan. I, it wasn't planned. Yeah. But I get out of my truck, and there's Rashik. And I'm like, oh, hey, man. Like, and, and so we ended up going and sitting next to each other and yeah. watching the show. So that was cool. So anyway, at intermission, I ended up um, – I'm just kind of like walking around. Everybody obviously knows each other. I don't. So I'm just kind of like – I'm looking at the books. I'm just like enjoying my time, you know, being alone right now. I'm not really looking to like uh, – really talk to anyone because um, I, I I didn't want to come off I knew that if I did I would come off like I was trying to connect for for networking's sake yeah. I, that's a that's I always a, find that weird yeah it's really awkward for me it, it there's there's definitely an art form to that as well there's a way to go about it I just <laughs> knew that I would come off as something that I didn't want to be perceived so I just yeah. was enjoying my, being, yeah. being there and so then Aaron uh, who is one of my best friends now uh, ended up coming up to me and talking to me and he's like hey man you know I'm Aaron what's your name and I'm like I'm Dalton and, and we just we have like a, a five minute conversation. He, he asked for my Instagram, follows me, and <clears throat> and then uh, and then I go back and I watch the second half, and then I leave and I come home. Gotcha. Aaron ends up hitting me up uh, like the next week, and he goes, "Hey man, I'm going to this um, this thing. I, I I was wondering if you'd want to go." And that was the Jason Lockhart and Kathy Ranking mm-hmm. thing. And I was like, "Yeah man, I, I I have that night free, and so I, I'd love to. I'll be there." And so I show up and I hang out with him, and we get to know each other a little more. Mm-hmm. And then I find I see them and I find out about. You know, I, I learned from Jason Lockhart and Kathy, and then my I get this like rejuvenated feeling 
when it comes to my acting career. Yeah. And then I booked something the next week. And that thing that I booked, uh, Aaron was the one who helped me film it. I know, right? It's like a small world. Dude, it was so <laughs> cool how that, that all worked out. And then now, and Aaron's helped me out with some auditions since then. I've helped him as well. Um, and we've hung out uh, a bunch of times. And uh, we even did this ice skating video. Did you see the ice skating video that I posted? Where oh, I didn't. I need to. That's okay. I, Wait, I, no, I did. The, the one yes, where it's yeah. like, this is how I, how I feel and then how I really look. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Aaron's the I... one who helped me with that. Oh. And, uh, and, it was, and he did his own version too. That was, oh, man, that was such a fun day. Yeah. He, um, I was really going through some, some shit in my life at that point in that yeah. weekend. And he was there for me, man. I, I, I love Aaron and uh, he's going to come on and be a guest here soon. But anyway, Hell yeah. just how that all works out, you know, like go, I decided I, t- I took it, I, I, I got off my ass and I went out and I, even though I was alone, I went and I took myself out yeah. and I went there. Then I meet Aaron who ends up getting me to, uh, you know, asking me out to go do this thing where I learned from Jason Lockhart. Yep. And then, uh, the next week I book something more than likely give off of the advice that I learned from him. Yeah. And then now I've made a friend who's helped me, you know, and he's the one who helped me with the audition and, and you know, the rest is, you know, yet to be seen what history is, but it's just, it's just amazing yeah, how that who, all works out. Who knows like what you do, like what you do today can influence your tomorrow. Yeah. You know, and I'm you, not, I'm not saying to be a yes man, but I'm definitely saying don't always say no. Yeah. Don't put yourself in a box, mm-hmm. you know, and, I feel like that's something that I feel like I have to struggle with sometimes, you know, because you get comfortable with certain situations. Absolutely. Um, you get comfortable with, okay, this is my job. This is my life. This is it. And you don't do anything different because you're comfortable with it. It's scary doing things differently. It is. But humans are meant to grow. Yeah. We're meant to. If we, if be, being stagnant, being complacent is my biggest fear. I, like it's okay to take a week like for your mental health. Yeah. To, like I did that last week. I didn't do much last week. I really didn't. Um, I, I stayed at home. I kind of watched some Netflix. I was, I, w- I wasn't feeling well though, you know? So I was like, you know what? I didn't even go to acting class, which I, I hate not going, but I didn't, um, because I, I felt like I needed that night away from people alone, but this upcoming week is going to be completely different. Yeah. And so, but when that becomes your lifestyle, it's each their own, obviously. I, but man, humans are meant to grow. We're, we're meant to be out doing things yeah. and pursuing new goals. Like once, if your goal is to, become you know if your goal is to be on a feature film then you'd, you'd have already reached your goal well you're done yeah. after that and then then like then it falls <laughs> off and you stop losing the but that's not your goal your, your goal is to become a better actor i'm, yeah. I'm guessing right to be a better actor <laughs> every day i've got small incremental goals my next goal is to be paid to travel somewhere cool for acting okay. whether it be a, like a day player or whatever mm-hmm. i want someone to pay for my flight <laughs> That and then, then we're gonna go from there. Then we're gonna book two days, and then we're gonna book a week, and then it's gonna be a recurring. You know, we'll see. Do great. I mean, so. so so your approach is to have to have a goal, but then you know that once you reach that goal, you're gonna create a new one. Yes, that's that, and that's fine right there too. You don't have to have them all planned out. I mean, you kind of already did anyway. But once you reach something, now it's time to okay. All right, I did it. I got that job. I, um, I, I made 50,000 this year. I've never made that much this year. Like I've always wanted to now next, this upcoming year, we make 60, yeah. or whatever, you know, whatever it, whatever it is, just don't sit back yeah. on where you, where you just landed because it's called destination happiness. If you think that you're going to be happy when you get to that destination, you're wrong. It's always about the journey. Yes. It's about the growth that's involved mm-hmm. as you're, as you're getting there. Yeah. yeah in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. And we're back. So. Uh, Nathan and I just took a break because uh, I need to use the restroom, and Nathan wanted to grab a drink of water. And uh, while we were uh, out there, we found out that Kobe Bryant just passed away in a yeah. helicopter crash, along with four other people. We definitely don't want to, you know, forget that four other people died as well. But 
Hey, this is Dalton here. Just want to make a quick edit. There were actually eight other people in the helicopter with him. And uh, so that day, at, at, at this moment right now that you're listening to, um, my head was really swimming. And so I wasn't thinking correctly and I said the wrong number. I just want to clarify that here out of respect to those th that we lost. So thanks. Dude, Kobe Bryant's gone, Whew. man. Uh, he was he was our generation's Michael Jordan yeah. in a way. Like he was he was he was the man. Yeah. And he's gone. He was so. <laughs> so this this isn't going to come out for another month, uh, uh, roughly. I, what I'm doing is I'm waiting until I get about ten guests, and then I'm going to be posting them uh, to post them all. That way, when people uh, see that I've I've created this podcast, they'll they can binge and they can listen to all of them. Yeah. I don't want them to like judge my podcast off of just one guest because they might like it, they might not, and then not come back and listen to the rest. I want them to have, be able to listen to other ones. So anyway, I mean, so this might this is going to be sort of old news to some people when they yeah. hear it. However, we owe it to him to talk about it. We really do. Yeah. So, dude, what was Kobe Bryant to you, man? Uh, I mean, at that time, when I was watching Kobe Bryant, I still had aspirations of playing a professional <laughs> basketball. Same, man. <laughs> so... Yeah. But that whole, I mean, Shaquille O'Neal was my favorite player. Yeah. Because I'm a big guy. He's a big guy. I mean, but just, Kobe was. Kobe Bryant was just that much better than everybody. And he's like, it was. He was like, Michael, we were, dude, we were talking about Michael Jordan earlier. Yeah. And his work ethic. Mm -hmm. Kobe was like that. Yeah. Kobe were outworked everybody. He he did not stop. Like he he, I I, I listened to I listened to a lot of motivational videos. They really helped me, especially when I'm working out. And Kobe's motivational, like motivational videos that that have like interviews with him, are some of the most motivating because that man was so ambitious. Yeah, he um, he he talked about how he would he'd see his teammates going out and partying, going chasing all these girls and stuff like that, and and they that's fine for them, they can go. But he was going to be in the gym working on his jump shot mm -hmm. and trying to perfect his game and get better and better because that's what he wanted. He talked about how he didn't shy away from competition. Yeah. Um, and this one video I listened to, he was, they asked him about Vince Carter and if he was upset because I think he was hurt when Vince Carter was coming into town to LA to play and he couldn't play against him. And he was like, hell yeah, I was upset, man. I want to play against, if I'm going to, if I'm going to be the best, I need to beat the best. Obviously this is Vince Carter in, in his prime. Yeah. You know, um, it's really cool that Vince Carter's finishing his, um, career with the Hawks. Yeah. But anyway, man, so Kobe, dude, I, I don't I just don't even have to say it's just like, <laughs> fuck. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, he, he had a, he lived an amazing life. It's, yeah. it sucks that he's gone so soon and in such a way, but at the same it's time, a freak accident. You know, like. Yeah. I, I guess, I mean, I, at least we can celebrate his life. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to cheapen the fact that he's gone, but uh, I, I guess I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to keep it <laughs> somewhat like a fun, I don't know, somewhat. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? I get, you. man, that sucks. That's. That's gonna be. Um, that's gonna. That's, I'm gonna be heavy about that for a while. Yeah. I didn't. Man, I was. I didn't realize how hard that was gonna hit me. Yeah. You know. When was the last time we had something like this happen? Like Paul Walker. I get, uh, like a, a, a big time celebrity. The, the the last. The I mean the one that I talked about earlier to you was uh, was Robin Williams. Yes. Like just the that man, hit, that, that hit me harder than anything. Yeah, because he was. Um, oh, why? I'm sorry. Yeah. Why? Why did that well, one? Because Robin Williams was like my idol growing up. Mm. You know. I see a lot of influence of Robin Williams in you. Yeah, like he. I mean, he was one of the main catalysts for me acting. Yeah. Like him and Jim Carrey. So. Yeah. Like. Yeah. This this hits hard though. Like. 
for real. Yeah, because like, he had he had his whole life still ahead of him. Yeah, he, had so he was much young. What, how old was he? Like, I think he's in his mid forties. Yeah, that's he had his. <sighs> he might even he might even be younger than that. Uh, yeah. I mean, he he retired in 2016. Yeah, and I I want to say he was he's probably like 39, maybe 38 when he retired. So he, yeah. he's he's early forties. Yeah, that's just it's just tragic. Like. Yeah. It's a, a lot like Steve Irwin as well. We lost yeah. him way too soon. Yeah. And Kobe, it's not like Kobe was just this ex-NBA player. That man, he had... Dude, did you know that he won a... Uh, an, I think it's an Oscar or an Academy... He won an Academy Award, which is an Oscar, okay. um, for a, uh, an, a short animated film that he did called This is Basketball or Life is Basketball, okay. something like that. He, it was just a couple years ago. He produced it. Oh, shit. Yeah, I listened to this video of him. I, I, I'm sorry if I get the title wrong, uh, I just wasn't expecting. I don't like. I don't have like Kobe. Like I'm not an encyclopedia, but I I, I did read this. How he uh, it was an interview with him talking about how he was so. He said, "Man, Kobe's the. Oh, he was so cool. Man, he was so humble. He was such a. I loved his outlook on life because he he said, if we didn't win that the if we didn't win the Academy Award, I, I, it might be a different award that they won, but it, they they won it regardless. And he said, if we didn't win, I wouldn't have been upset because I know now how much work." Uh, how how hard you have to work to make something like this happen mm -hmm. and what goes into it and so if anybody else any of those other films had won I would have respected it because I know that they worked hard for it just yeah. like I did like did nobody who says that yeah who has <laughs> like, that kind of approach to it uh, what the hell man what a what a role model yeah oh man shit well segues are interesting uh, do you remember when we were in a, on a basketball team. Um, this was church uh, ball, right? This, yeah, yeah. I remember you with the lefty dog. <laughs> he was a lefty. Um, what, what? Tell me about it. What do you remember? So I remember it was me, Josh, Henry, Rory. Um, yeah, you what? obviously. Alex was on it. Ch Charlie was on it. What an all star we, team. We, um, uh, who else was on it? Um, was that the Was that the year we lost to that team called the Celtics? I think so, dude. That sucked. Yeah, and we had a, we had a balling team. We did. All I do is I remember every time now, every time that I heated up, you know, and I was getting good, and you know, I, I got a couple baskets in a row, a timeout would be called, <laughs> and my ass would sit down on the bench. It's like oh, I was man. stealing the show from fucking Rory. I don't know. Like, yeah, man. You're uh, right. I'm sorry. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Mike. Sorry. No, it's okay, dude. Because um, <laughs> he was the coach. So I was just talking about that with Charles. Yeah, yeah, I know. We were. Um, I was talking about that with Charles. Uh, that was man. I love. I, I do miss being that camaraderie of being on a basketball yeah. team, especially with all of your good friends like that. Dude, I remember, man. You you were awesome because you're you're what six two. I'm. I think I'm six three. Six on three. A good day. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you've gotten enough sleep, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, dude, that was it. Was so great having your big body down there. To, yeah. to help out because I'm so small, man. Like, yeah, so we got to make up for that somehow. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we had, we I think we had a very well-rounded team because we even though I feel like I came off the bench a lot, I mean, because Rory is a phenomenal player. Yeah, dude. Like, I, I was on the thing is, Rory has there. that vertical. Like, yeah. I don't have that vertical, but yeah. I can like I have the basketball knowledge. Yeah, and I can body people down there. Yeah, as well. I can get my, I can get my way down there. You know, not anymore, but. Yeah, back then. Like, yeah, back then it was fun, but I just remember constantly riding the bench, <laughs> and and Mike always saying, "Man, Big Nate, gotta get you in shape." And I would say, "Well, get me off the fucking bench then. <laughs> you want me to get in shape? You know, yeah, let me fucking to... do this." Right. I paid a hundred bucks for like two minutes a game. Oh man, I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry Mike. Yeah, I think I think he's all right. It's all cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Dude, I'm sorry, man. That's how I sorry, felt. Man. That's how I felt. Because, dude, I had influence on that team because Mike like really trusted me. He played me a lot more than he really should have. I, 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 I wasn't that good. Other guys could have played more than I did, but you were, like, def- you were the point. You were, you had to be the point guard. You yeah, were, you were the best point guard we had. So exactly. I just I my my handles weren't in check. My my handles got better when I went off to college. Um, I just I like to pass, but. Man, I just I was a little weak in my dribbling game. I, w- I wasn't confident in it. I am now. Oh my gosh, now, but just then. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm sorry, man. I could I should have said something. <laughs> just, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Henry and I still laugh about that era of our life because I think there was one moment where we were playing a game. This was well into the season, and I had just I mean I had just scored a couple baskets. <laughs> right, hear the whistle. I didn't even wait. I just ran straight to the bench and sat down. And Mike was like, oh, okay, yeah. That's what I was going to do. You, uh, dude, you were... I was so passive-aggressive. That was, that's it. That, so I love fucking it. passive-aggressive. I love it. The fucking the attitude. That's so yeah. great, man. Oh, my God. I'm crying. I'm yeah. Crying. Yeah, the, the, uh, the clock management was yeah. lacking. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> do you remember that, that one game where Jimmy got... Jimmy, like, blocked... The, the guy, but they called him. I think he or maybe he called shot him goaltending. They I think. called him for goaltending, and then he called the ref Obama. He did. <laughs> he called the ref Obama, what? and it's like Jimmy, don't. What are you As doing? As if that's like a diss. I don't know. Yeah, like, right. I mean, Obama's pretty chill, but uh, yeah. You look like you could be the president. Oh, that's a diss. <laughs> and he's like, take it easy, Obama, and he's like, well, that's it. You're out of here, and he got ejected, and he couldn't play the next game. We're yeah. like, dude, Jimmy, man, come on. I do. I do remember. No, I'm sorry, Jimmy. I'm sorry, but Jimmy was a fucking ball hog. He was. He Love. just would try to dunk every yeah. single time. Dude, he was just, he was so athletic. I know that's he, the thing, Jimmy. Jimmy, if you listen to this, you were you were awesome player, but you were a fucking ball. Hog, okay, <laughs> and you know you're this. A fucking ball you hog. know this. Okay, yeah, he sure he does. <laughs> oh man, I uh, did. I I always loved playing with Christian. That guy had so much fire in his yeah. belly. Yeah, he he like I still remember this one time when uh, it's my favorite basketball play that's ever happened. Uh, like that wasn't like just me doing it alone. I um we were we were like almost tied and we were going in going into halftime against this one team. We ended up beating them, but it was a tough game. And Christian and I were like we would always hype each other because I was point guard, he was shooting guard. We were one and two right up there at the top next to each other. And he's like, "Come on, man, we got to get a steal. We got to get this ball back." And I'm like, "Dude, you got it. All right, this ne- next next defensive uh you know possession or whatever." Yeah. And the the point guard for the other team gets like a a foot past half court into their side, and I go up and I poke the ball out. But I poke it so far, so it starts bouncing out. We're over on the left side, and the ball's going out of bounds. Like, if it's going. And so I run, and I just know. I know in my gut, because I played so much with Christian, and we just understood each other uh, in a competitive level, in a, in a competitive uh, environment. I knew that he knew I was going for that ball, and that I knew he was going to be running to, um, to get – I wasn't going to grab the ball myself. I was going to be passing it, and I knew that he was going to be – bolting for the the goal and so that's what i did i I go and i grab the ball and i turn around and there he is right where i'm aiming and i and i threw it to him he's already at the free throw line and he (laughs) grabs it takes one dribble and it's and it's in for a layup that was so cool because it like most people most point guards would think oh he was just there like oh he christian was at half court with me that's where he's probably gonna be no i knew he was going for the, for the goal at the other end and, and, and when I turned around and he was, dude, it was like, uh, that's what <laughs> heaven is like, I think. <laughs> when just when your, your intuition just, just proves to be so right. Oh, it was cool, man. How far is heaven? <laughs> Under the goal. Under the goal. How, how far is That's a Santana <laughs> song, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> I love it. Um, dude, do you want to hear a Kobe Bryant story? Yeah. That I was thinking of I would earlier? love to. I'd like to share this because, um, you know, out of, I guess, respect to him. Um, and, and it's kind of funny. Uh, back when I was at the Indiana basketball camp with Alex, we were such jokers, man, me and Alex. We, and, and we always – we did, like, improv everywhere. We were always trying to act wherever we went and joking around. Anyway, so we decided to start a rumor at this Indiana basketball camp. Okay. And uh, this is before we all had cell phones with internet, right? Yeah. And so he and I decide we're going to sit at the lunch table next to uh, this group of guys who were uh, on a, a different team. Like, in that camp, you had uh, – you, you went to stations and stuff and learned different, like, different techniques and skills. Yeah. But you also were on a, put on a team, and you had a tournament that was going. You had a couple tournament games every day. Uh, uh, leading up to the championships, which, by the way, we won. Uh, I hit a three at the buzzer. Nice. That was cool. Yeah, that was <laughs> just a, a side note. Yeah, kind, of a big, you know, kind of a big deal. Was, uh, no big deal. Was, no, but it, it, that was a cool moment because I, I was not the best player on my team at all, but to be able to be the one. Anyway, um, Alex and I were sitting at the lunch table, and Alex goes, hey, man, dude, did you hear about how Kobe Bryant's getting traded to the Hawks? <laughs> Oh, I wish. Dude, this is um we're uh we're in eighth grade, I'm thirteen years old, so it's two thousand three. So height of the Lakers. Height of the Lakers, um, you know, their power when they were they were killing it, right? And um uh I go, Yeah, man, dude, they they traded him for oh, who the hell was on the Hawks? Uh dang it, they they traded Kobe for like the Hawks center and their uh. point guard at the time. It was some big white guy. Um Whoa, look who it is. It's Dalton from the future again. The big white guy I was referring to is Tony Kukoc, who actually played on the Hawks a couple of years before that. The guys that we actually were referring to, the center and the point guard, were Theo Ratliff and Jason Terry. Okay, bye. I, I, I think that's what – and then we, we even threw in Vladi Divac from the Kings. Uh, we said that it was like a three-team trade just to make it sound more legitimate. It was so stupid. <laughs> but no one could double-check us, and we sounded so real about it. Dude, it was so funny because – I was sitting there like, dude, Kobe Bryant to the Hawks? No way. And no one knew that we were from Atlanta. Yeah. You know, we're in Indiana. So, so, but it, it was more fun because, like, we're talking about our hometown team. <laughs> and um, so, anyway, uh, these guys are, are listening. They, they, we hear them listening, and we, <laughs> we can see them out of the corner of our, of, of our eyes. They're, like, they're getting closer, and they're, like, they come over, and they're, like, wait, guys, Kobe's going where? Like, yeah, dude, this blockbuster trade. He's going to the Hawks, and the Hawks are giving him, like, these two guys and a first-round pick next year. It's crazy, man. It's, it's actually – and Vladi Divac is involved. I think he's going to the Lakers or the Twins. or Not the Twins. The, the Twins. The, the, the Timberwolves. I was thinking Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> the Minnesota Timberwolves. My bad. And um, anyway, so uh, it's so funny, dude, because here's the thing. Night, nighttime comes. We fall asleep. We come to the lunchroom the next day, mm -hmm. and, dude, this has spread like wildfire. We have guys coming up to us saying, dude, did you hear about Kobe Bryant to the Hawks? <laughs> it's gone full circle. Yeah, dude, everybody. Oh. It, 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 it circulated around the whole camp to where people were starting to tell other people, like, they, had, they knew the news when all we did was just start it. And so then we're having people coming up telling us, like, we, like they didn't know that we knew. And we're just, oh, dude, it was, that was manipulation <laughs> at its finest. Yeah. That was gold, man. That, oh, I love that story. <laughs> Alex and I got into a lot of shit when we were younger. What do you mean? <laughs> like, we got kicked out of Walmart. Because apparently, you can't go around with these said items in Walmart. You can't go around with a, blast, a black mask, a knife, and a rope, and duct tape. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> you can't go around with those items because people think you're suspicious. <laughs> yeah, okay. And the. Uh, <laughs> Got kicked out of so Walmart. did that? <laughs> we did. That's all, what else did you guys do? Uh, just like... 
I don't. I, that's the only thing. I, that's the one I really remember. But I just remember just goofing off with him like all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, and this was like after high school, so we were should have been mature, you right? Know? Yeah. Like, like just you know, joyriding and yelling at people, you know, yeah. outside the car. Like, hey, what you doing? You know, I don't know. <laughs> Man, y'all were so good at your accents. Can you still do the the W the the door? I can try. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think America. You know, I haven't worked on an American accent in a long time. I think I still got it. You know, yeah, it's there. You yeah, that was great. <laughs> I can. <laughs> Ooh. I could try to do Bill Clinton, okay? Ooh. I like women. <laughs> and apparently I like little women as well. Oh. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself, yeah. right? <laughs> I did. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. Uh, Hillary. <laughs> Man, that was good, dude. That yeah. was good. Do you have any other impressions you can do? Probably. Yeah. Man. <laughs> The, the getting in trouble with Alex was was a blast, yeah. man. This uh, this one time we took the fake blood that came in the theater kit, the makeup kit. Oh god! And we pretended to I I it was me. I pretended to hit my nose on the um the glass sliding door at Borders, oh, no. <laughs> right there next to Ronald Reagan Parkway, and uh, and I like hit it and I and I put the blood on my nose and I'm like, oh, you guys broke my nose. And the the owner or manager or whatever, he's like, oh my gosh, like I'm so sorry. Like we we need you to stay. We have to file an insurance claim. And I'm like, wait, no, no, what? I didn't. No, it's cool. Like it's fine. My nose is fine. And he's like, no. Like, anytime someone gets hurt in the store, we have to report it, and we need to call an ambulance. Like, because it's it's essentially so they cover themselves. Yeah. And I was like, oh fuck, this the, is getting way out is, of hand. The geek is up. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I look at Alex, and he goes, dude, he's so funny. Alex goes, bolt. Oh, <laughs> and so we just take. He goes, bolt, and then he just starts running, and I'm like, oh shit, like ah. So we just run, we take off, and we go around. Ugh. I mean, that's a dude that I would I want to hang out with again. Yeah, I mean he's he I know he's in town at least like right around now. So yeah. um, let me hit him up and see if we can all just hang out. Have a little reunion. You're and you live in Decatur, right? Yeah. So um, I mean, dude, the, how close are you to the Decatur Square? Oh, I, right there. Really? We should, we awesome. should literally go out and get drinks. Yeah, let's Decatur do it. Square. So like, um, get I, Charles come out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he'd love that. Can we uh, park at your place? Absolutely. Because parking in Decatur well, okay, Square sucks. You, um, if we carpooled. So you, we can park at Fellini's. Oh, okay. And just walk to the Cape Square. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So cool. Yeah. Let's do it. My place, you can you could you could really couldn't walk to the Cape Square. I mean, you could. You just. Oh, is it a little far? Yeah, it's a couple uh, miles. So. Okay. No worries. Oh, where do you want to go? Uh, what do you what do you like to do down at the Decatur Square? Woo. Um, eat. <laughs> well, yeah. Eat most of the time. Eat and drink, right? Uh, they have a couple cool bars there. Okay. Like, you know, Square Pub. I used to go to Square Pub when they had like Taco Tuesdays there. Uh-huh. Um, they had like chicken and waffle tacos and stuff like that. Oh man! Like, and then they got rid of it. They got rid of the best thing there. Like, of course. So there's like there's what the Square Pub. There's uh, Iberian Pig. You know, there's track Trackside. There's Twain's Victory. Like Decatur's bar scene is on point. It is. It, it really is. They got is. a tiki bar that's like in the, in an alley. Some, you know, like that's I love it. So cool. They uh, they got Chick Fil A. You know, so. Oh, dude, yeah. Let's let's party it and up. If at you Chick-fil-A. put you can put vodka in your milkshake at Chick Fil A, and then it becomes a bar. So. Have you ever done that? No. Oh my god, I was about to say, I, like, I don't, I don't know. That's two of my favorite things, but I don't know. <laughs> Have <laughs> you had a bougie milkshake though? A bougie milkshake? A bu- like boozy. boozy. Oh, boozy. <laughs> Sorry, I think I said bougie. <laughs> no, I mean I, I, that's kind you of go bougie. To, uh, Grindhouse. Burgers, okay. They serve like milkshakes that have vodka in them. What or liquor in them? Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, are they good? They're fantastic. What, which one do you recommend? So I think there's one called the Monkey Room. 
orange, I think. I'm guessing it's it has banana. Banana, peanut butter, chocolate, vodka. Nice. Yeah. That's a good one. Monkey wrench? Yeah. Cool. I like that. You know, um, two weekends ago, Decatur Square, they had a, uh, a pub crawl where everybody was supposed to go in onesies. And, yeah, and uh, and I have a onesie. I have a blue unicorn onesie. Oh, and, um, and so Aubrey went and bought a, a Care Bear one. We were gonna go, but it was so cold and rainy that night. Yeah. So we were like, ah, nah, let's just stay in and, and watch a movie. I was like, let's wear the onesies. She was like, okay, and then it just didn't happen. I wasn't even aware of this. So. A little bummed. Yeah. Oh, you, you don't you didn't go around and see all the people in their onesies? No, around? I was probably working or yeah, right. Like, and you work at the Fellinis. It's right there. Right in Decatur. Yep. Yep. Nothing that I say can be held against me, okay? <laughs> this podcast, okay? They did not represent the views of Fellini's Pizza. <laughs> you know, I'll, okay. uh, I'll start it off when I, I'll do a little <laughs> recording for him. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> Nathan's views are not the views of <laughs> Fellini's Pizza. <laughs> I don't know why I said it in the tone of the SpongeBob guy. <laughs> Stor- I, I got a story about Charles, though. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I got tons of stories about Charles, though. Yeah, man. This yeah. is kind of a short story, but we were talking about the, our basketball team, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was one game like that. You know, Char- Charles was, he was scrawny. Yeah. You know, but, so we tried everything in our power to get him to shoot and score, uh-huh. a, you know, a three-pointer. Yep. Right? I mean, literally the entire game was this one goal. It wasn't about winning. It was about him making the fucking shot. <laughs> yes. There was you guys literally set a, an illegal three person pick. <laughs> we did. Oh, yes. And he made the shot, and they didn't say anything. <laughs> These referees were fucking stupid. It just like it's just like whatever. That's that's what I, I remember. That we tried so hard. Man, and he, he got it. He did it. We had we had fun, dude. That's that's yeah. that's what was important. Yeah. We had fun until until and, and then when it was time to get serious, we would get serious. But we just weren't so we weren't used to being serious, so it was hard, you know. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so, dude, you definitely need to come back on, and uh, we'll continue talking about other stories. But until then, yeah. uh, let's uh, let's try to make this happen where we can all hang out. Yeah, and uh, that'd be awesome. Well, thanks for having me on. You know, mm-hmm. if you know anybody out there wants to follow my Instagram, it's uh, at uh, Big Nate Hess. Big Nate Hess. Big Nate Hess. That's what uh, Michael would call me back in the day. Big Nate. So really? Big Nate got to stay in shape. That's why he got you on the bench. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, at Big Nate backward. Hess if y'all want to follow me and slide in my DMs. So, okay. Oh, yeah. Ladies, he, you, you are single, right? I'm single he's and single? looking to mingle. Okay? Oh, my gosh. Hit this yeah. guy up. He yeah. He's just a big, cuddly teddy bear. Yeah. He wants to give you all his fluffy. love. I'm fluffy. He's fluffy. Uh, no, I'm not actually no. I think fluffy is a different tier of fat. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah it's like uh, that uh, the the oh, glaciers. Yeah, I can't really glaciers. No. <laughs> See, you're, you're a little bit lower than that. You're uh, stuffy. Yeah, stuffy. Yeah, <laughs> big, big stuff, teddy bear. I'm stuffy. <laughs> yeah. No, but it was awesome on here. So, like, hope people enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm sure they did. Um, dude, thanks. Uh, I'll always remember that you were with me when we found out that news. Yeah. And uh, dude, it was, just, it was just good to see you because yeah. it's been, what, nine, eight, nine years? Yeah, it really has. Well, let's make sure that doesn't happen again. Yeah. <laughs> cool, brother. Thanks again, man. No problem, man. Bonus material. Cool. That's going to help me okay. know where to, where to, where to go. Uh, I mar- I should have told you, I marked uh, 450 gotcha. uh, yeah. as my... Um, Boom. Yeah. Uh, so my, my, my phone's going to go off at 450 to so know that we're, we're done. Gotcha. We're only at 415. Oh wow! We have time. Ooh. You good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. We're we're only an hour and eighteen in. Okay. So, um, you know, anywhere between an hour thirty and two hours, I think, is a good amount of time. Yeah, dude. So, cool. 